the sun's burning fog off the Tennessee The Vaughn Navy's making waves and it's orange they bleed Vaughn Nation's tailgating and they're raring to go Yeah, when Neyland gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show Hello, we are live. We like to keep them waiting a little bit. Ain't that right? Well, better late than never, Luke. That's right. We had some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Uh, welcome to episode 20 of the Vols Deep podcast. Week four is in the books, and our Tennessee volunteers are three and one. Uh, great first half, and then we have a real bad third quarter lag, but Tennessee gets the win. I saw a lot of improvements, but still have a lot to work on. I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot as we go on with this podcast. Uh, coming to you live tonight from the Vol Cave. We're live on Facebook and YouTube, so share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. As always, we have a ton to talk about regarding our Tennessee volunteers and college football. Uh, we throw some splashes of other teams and subjects in there, but primarily it's going to be nothing but Tennessee football. Uh, we're going to grade position groups from Tennessee's last win. We're going to go over General Neyland's game maxims. Um, we're going to preview week five matchup versus South Carolina. Screw those cocks. That's crazy. Five weeks. Uh, we will give you all the information you'll need regarding that game. We have our keys to the game as well. We have uh, week five game predictions coming up. We have giveaways as well. Spur, who won last week's prediction giveaway? That would be Andrew Knight of WECO fame. Went perfect 10-0. 10-0, oh, Andrew, Andrew Knight. Good job, buddy. We'll, we'll get with you. Uh, we'll message you soon or I'll stop by. Uh, we'll be doing another giveaway. We have a $25 gift card, baseball cards, football cards, and some decals. So stick around for that as well. Uh, speaking of predictions, um, I guess I've got a draw out of the punishment uh, Finally, Luke gets a draw one out. This week. Uh, me and and Spur and uh, Spanky all went six and four, but I lost the um, I lost the, the total points. Um, Cup, uh, Spur, are you going to um, eat the hot chip or are we going to donate? Well, you know, they're, they're not available to purchase anymore since someone died from it. And when my lungs and sciences already be compromised – it's either going to be paid to the charity or draw out that cup again. So, whatever I have to do. All right, we might just have to do the cup. I have to uh, do the donation, maybe, or you could take you could take mine. No, no, <laughs> you, you you get punished one time, Luke. Uh, Corbin has been on fire the last God. few times. He went seven and three last week, bringing I, his I'm record. The, I'm the Pickham King over here, bringing his record to thirty six and sixteen. Spanky is in second place right now at thirty two and twenty. I'm in third place at 31-21, and Spurs in fourth place at 30-22. and 22. So, very tight race still, uh, but one of us is going to have to slow Corbin down. Uh, hey, know. hey, hey, eight of my losses was when we picked that week one of high school football. So, you know, I gave Corbin some crap last week for some very odd picks, but, uh, you know, he nailed him again. What can we say? He's got to be good at something. Might as well be picking games. <laughs> Yeah, he can't win the belt again, can That's he? That's right. He can't win the belt again. Speaking belt of the belt, where where is our champ at? Yeah, where is the champ? I don't know. I get, we're going to have to make a rule, I guess. Uh, it's just going to be between you two. If you don't show up, if you go to... Uh, so he's vacated. If you go listen to uh, Nickelback, uh, oh. then you get um, va you vacate the belt. He just wants to be a rock star. That's <laughs> true. That's true. 
Uh, so I'll have to get into the cup of misfortune later tonight. Uh, Spurs still has to be a parking lot attendant. We was going to do this in Florida, but... Uh, now we might do it in Missouri or Lexington or wherever we end up. The We're going to do it somewhere. The mood just wasn't right after the loss. Um, but we have start bench cut coming up. We have Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And, of course, we have the duel. Uh, Spanky, yeah, he took the belt last week, but he's not going to have it. He never has it long. Oh, no. You know, what can we expect? He get, he gets lucky every now and then, and uh, then he just gets it taken from him. Um, that's fan slash listener voted, so we'll need everybody to vote in the comments um, who wins the duel, who wins the belt. Uh, hit the comment box real quick. Ike says he's been waiting all week, boys. Let's go, Big Orange. What's going on, Ike? Miranda says, hey. Kimberly says, go, Big Orange. Thank you for joining Coach Ryan Jackson. Memphis Perry on YouTube says Vols 52, South Carolina 21. Ryan on Facebook says he loves the hat. I appreciate it very much. Let's see. Coach Ryan Jackson says he wants to do the parking lot uh, attendant with you in Oak Creek. We, we pulled it off. <laughs> We're, we'll hit some more comments when we get back. We're going to hit a commercial. Stick with us. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find a checker back welcome back to episode 20 of the vols deep podcast live on facebook and youtube we appreciate the likes the comments the shares please keep them rolling in for us uh we started off last week's recap mentioning josh dobbs let's start this one off by giving vol for life josh dobbs another shout out for getting his first win as starting quarterback in the nfl huge win over the number one nfl defense the dallas cowboys you know couldn't be more happy for josh dobbs He's finally getting an actual opportunity. Uh, with the right situation, I truly believe Josh Dobbs. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians. Get on the Josh Dobbs bandwagon while we can. Hell of a win for Josh Dobbs. I was. I watched the whole game. Uh, the game just went pretty much how I was watching it and hoping it would play out, honestly. And, uh, I mean, Dobbs, he 17 for 21 on the day, 189 yards passing, one touchdown. He also had about – 59 yards rushing. Arizona just went wide all over. And and Dobbs looked good doing it. He had control of his team, had control of the offense. His his team believed in him. So uh, Josh Dobbs looked like a legitimate NFL starting quarterback. He did. And this is, I mean, this is NFL in a nutshell itself anyways. I mean, you can be the best team and the worst team and go out there and beat the best team. And you can prove yourself one week and make yourself a star. And hopefully this is good things to come because Arizona was supposed to tank this season. Get, yeah, that was the that was the rumor that they was going to tank and get that NFL draft pick like number one or whatever. But now it looks like they're going to try to do if, something. If Josh Dobbs continues playing the way he's playing right now, he's going to earn a big contract somewhere next year. Yeah, for sure. 
Titans should have kept him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they should have. Yeah, when they got rid of him, I said, "Well, they're going to pick Hendon up." And then when they didn't do that, I was really disappointed. Now, where's Will Levis at anyway? What's he doing these days? Oh, uh, Will Levis lost to Vanderbilt at Kentucky last year, and he still got drafted. You know, I'm still pissed off about that. Yeah, so proud of Dobbs, man. Um, he, I mean, he's played good every week. He's just he's needed some help uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and he, he got that. It's a very struggling team in Arizona at the moment. Oh, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot with um, – Very little. Very little, that, that's for sure. Um, Tennessee beats UTSA 50 – or yeah, 45-14. Nice rebound from this Tennessee football team, in my opinion. Um, overall thoughts on this win? Well, Moose Balls, as uh, our good friend Carlos Lopez would say <laughs> on the Spanish radio announcer, uh, you know, it's the best start to the game that was possible. It was – Perfect first play call, perfect execution, and the fans immediately bought back in to Joe Milton from play number one. You know, the first half was about as good as it could have been. I wish we'd have been a little bit more aggressive there the last two minutes of the first half, but I think we were a little uncertain on the condition of Joe's knee at the time, and we kind of took it a little conservative. Uh, we certainly relaxed in the third quarter, and we absolutely cannot relax for any quarter this week against South Carolina. We can't take a quarter off and expect to beat the Gamecocks. Good win. Can't say it's a great win, but good win. Uh, I mean, I expect this layoff there at the end of, like the last fourth quarter. I expect this lay, lay back a lot. I didn't expect us to lay back as much as we did, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, overall, it was a solid performance, but still a ton of room for improvement. Yeah, I think great first two quarters, kind of sloppy, lazy, nonchalant in the third. Uh, Joe kind of got on the sideline and fired him up a little bit, though, in the fourth. Um, good to see Good to see the defense. Uh, we played a lot, of young, a lot of young guys on defense, but uh, great win, great, you know, comeback. I like the aggressive play calling a little, you know. Absolutely. Actually went deep yep. a few times. Um, UTSA, they're a good program. Uh, back-to-back conference championships. A uh, very good, you know, coach team. They're not SEC, but they're a lot, lot more solid than what people are, are well, acting like. You know, we we caught them at, I guess, at the right time for us to catch them. The, their starting quarterback was out, and you know, they were they're a little bit down this year to what they've been in the last couple of years past. But they're a solid program and definitely well coached. Uh, the coach, I, could, I actually see him probably going to a bigger team here in the future. Honestly, yeah, from I what can he's see done that. with UTSA. Yeah, speaking of their coach, uh, Jeff Trailer had some great words about Neyland Stadium. He said it's the best environment in college football. It was incredible. Well, he's not wrong there. Uh, you know, after the game, I ran into a couple of uh, UTSA fans on their way back, I guess, to wherever they were going. Uh, I met them at Buggies and Crossfield. They, uh, they both spoke highly of, of their experience in Neyland Stadium, said fans treated them all with respect and grace. So nothing bad to say about us. And so – I think I think uh I think they're a little jealous of what we have in Neyland. You remember that time Oregon come and played us at Neyland Stadium? Was it Oregon come and played us in Neyland Stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah they they certainly come to play us. We didn't we didn't we didn't come to play them that night, but they come to play us. But one of their players said uh, that's the craziest environment he's ever been in in his life, and uh, said he was on the line and like he could look over and like the center the ball was like. Shaking from the crowd noise on the field. That's how it's going to be this Saturday. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely going to be wild. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna hit some comments real quick. Christian says, "Roll 
damn Vols. Jesse says, let's get it. Marty says, go Vols. Corey says, great show, guys. Keep it up. Go Vols. Saturday, Tennessee is going to be insane. 44-33 Vols. Uh, Josh Jackson says one of South Carolina's wide receivers is out this weekend. We're going to get into that, Josh. Uh, Corey says, I just hope we can stop Rattler. I think he uh, comes in way too cocky. Yeah, we're going to talk about Rattler a little bit later, Corey. Uh, like Danny says, right stay out of Bucky's. Pilot is right across the street. Uh, Josh says, I think after last year, he comes in with a big head. Aaron Beasley knocks his head off. I hope so. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder, that's for sure. Um, let's go over some offensive stats. Tennessee ran the ball as a team uh, 33 times. For 303 yards, Joe Milton bust an 80, 81-yard touchdown run on the first play from scrimmage, which was nice to see. Uh, I was preaching all last week about how he's going to have to use his legs to be successful. Uh, another thing I was preaching was the lack of use of Dylan Sampson. They actually used him, uh, and look what happened. 139 yards rushing, two touchdowns on just 11 carries. That's 12.6 yards per carry. Hey, they let that cheetah out of the cage, didn't they? They did, they did let him out of the cage, that's yeah. for sure. You know, I expect to see a lot more out of Dylan Sampson moving forward. He just simply makes plays happen, you know. Uh, whether it's a 10-yard run or a 50-yard run, he's he's making guys miss. And that's been missing a little bit this year, the, the long run anyway. This is what I expect every week out of our last game, honestly. Yeah. From, from the talent we have, being three deep and everything. Like, uh, I was hard on him for the – game before us, but we come out, we've done it this week. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I'm fired up about it. Offensive line's got to be there, uh, but I don't know. Just great to see Joe use his legs finally. Like we said last week, it's not a it's not an RPO offense if the quarterback never runs. Uh, it was the longest touchdown run by a quarterback in Tennessee history. Um Dylan Sampson does his thing. I mentioned it last week. We don't need to Alvin Kamara him. Uh, he looks like Alvin out there, man. He got the number six going on. Uh, quick, hard to tackle, elusive. Not quite as tall. Not yeah. I think minimum he he deserves ten to twelve uh, carries per game minimum. Uh, he's he's earned that at this point. So uh, if he doesn't see eight, ten, twelve carries this this next week, then then we're gonna have to start questioning some things. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Joe Milton had five total carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. Jabari Small had uh, 91 yards for six, or sorry, nine carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Wright only had four carries for 16 yards. He left the game a little bit banged up, I believe. Um, just overall thoughts on the run game. You know, it was an excellent week all the way around on the ground. Uh, let's hope Jalen Wright can go this week as we're going to need him, but Again, it's a pretty solid performance. You cannot complain about 300 yards on the ground, no matter who gets them. Best running backs in the country, man. We just have to block. Uh, best trio in the country, no doubt. The three-headed monster is is elite. Um, Dylan Sampson is first in the SEC, uh, averaging uh, 7.37 yards per carry per game. And then Jalen Wright is right behind him uh, <laughs> at 6.93. So, I mean, they're great. Um Joe Milton, 8 for 31, 209 yards. 18 for 31. Come on, oh, give him some credit. Uh, 209 yards. Sorry, Joe. Two touchdowns. Uh, Joe had an 86.0 quarterback rating. Thoughts on Joe Milton's week four performance? 
You want to take this one, Corbin? I'll follow up. Uh, I mean, as good as we done in the run game, I mean that took up a lot of the uh, took a lot off Joe, but uh, still, eighteen thirty one for me is still not acceptable in a way against a team like UTSA. Because if that was in a game like this weekend in South Carolina, that's that's trouble. You know, other than that stretch where he was hampered by his knee, uh, I thought he played pretty well. You know, he had nine straight incompletions. If you if you take those away, his stats are pretty daggum good. Uh, a few passes were overthrown, and it just seems like something's still not clicking between Joe and his wide receivers. It, it still has to get a lot better this week. And that's what I was hoping for going in this game is we get something clicking with them. They're going to have to get a connection going quick. Yeah, solid first half kind of tweaked his knee. Um, and after that, he went. He had like a little 0 for 8 stint. Yeah. Um, but which was not pretty at all. Much better than he has been, in my opinion. Um, I worry a little bit, just all of the little pops and screens and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just still not sure how confident the coaching staff, you know, is in him or the offensive line. You know, they, there's something there. They did let him loose a little bit. He threw more deep balls this game. Uh, I hope to see a few more this week. I think we're going to have to this week. He did. Um Hit twenty one point three miles per hour on the run, though the touchdown run. That's that's crazy for a six five two hundred forty pound guy. Um, we got four running backs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hit our receivers now. Eighteen receptions for two hundred nine yards. Ramel Keaton had one catch for forty eight yards and a touchdown. Brew McCoy three catches for thirty yards. Squirrel White four catches for twenty nine yards. Dante Thornton two catches for twenty four yards. Caleb Webb, two catches for 22 yards, and his first touchdown pass catch is a vol. Uh, McAllen Castles, two catches for 19 yards. Overall thoughts on our wide receivers? You know, Ramel Keaton's become our big play receiver again, and he certainly puts his body on the line for those deep balls. Uh, I like that we spread it around to all the receivers. Uh, as a defense, just can't key on one receiver or one individual. Um, all of them can hurt you. It's a good problem to have to have multiple receivers. Uh, but again, we still need to get on the same page as Joe. That's that's my only concern with our receivers is is communication with our quarterback. Yeah, suppose said. I mean, it's nice we spread it out. Big, we made big plays, and uh, we just need to make them now when it counts because it's gonna have to. They're gonna have to have that have that connection the rest of this season because every game from here on out matters. There's a lot of potential here that's not being. Being not met. being tapped just yeah. yet. Yeah, um, I don't know. Still some drops, some miscommunication of some of the routes. And it's, it kind of makes you wonder, too, on some of, you know, maybe Joe's bad passes or whatever. How much it, is it, you know, is it the receivers or, you yeah. know, a combination of things? I think so, it's a combination. And still got a new offensive coordinator, so learning new scheme, so to speak. But if, if Coach Hopple calls the plays, then I don't, I don't get it sometimes. But it's got to get better. Yeah, getting better by the week. I feel like we have made progress each week. Um, we got we got to make a big stride this week, that's for sure. Uh, Tennessee on defense, great first half. I was really feeling the big goose egg. Uh, I thought that was going to happen, uh, but still a great performance. They they brought out the lefty quarterback. That kind of threw us off a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, Beasley gets a little roughed up, so we're playing a lot of young guys, especially a linebacker in the second half. Uh, finally create some turnovers, two interceptions and a fumble recovery. 
held them to 319 total yards. I'd like to see that, you know, a little bit less, but 88 of those were rushing. Uh, what's your all's thoughts on Tennessee overall on defense versus UTSA? 319 yards is a lot for a lower-class team, but not against UTSA, I would say, honestly, because they are a pretty decent program. You know, that third-string quarterback has some uh, family lineage. It's Josh McCown's uh, – was was his son? It was McCown. So, uh, you know, I, I thought – I know UTSA scored 14 points in the third quarter, but those was against their second-string defense, and we were just basically paying base coverage at the time. So I feel overall it was our best defensive game from top to bottom. We we lacked some in the third, but we were getting some younger guys in. Uh, I'm worried about our sec- secondary and our health headed into South Carolina this week. Yeah, some uh, some some bad drives, uh, mostly simple mistakes in my opinion. Uh, we have to be better versus South Carolina, especially in the secondary. Um, can't let up, you know, can't take any plays off. I'll add this, Aaron Beasley led the team again with nine tackles. Elijah Herring followed with eight tackles and a tackle for loss. Uh, Tamarian McDonald played very well with seven tackles, two tackles for loss and an interception. Tyree West played really good. He had six tackles. I was happy to see a good game from him on that defensive line. Warren Burrell also had an interception. Uh, special teams look good again, minus the, the freshman mistake uh, by, from touching the ball and the punt. Uh, have, you ever been, have you ever been so excited on a play and so pissed off at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was mad, but when I seen who done it, I was like, man, just freshman mistake. Yeah. But yeah, it is aggravating. He'll get hit with call, uh, you know, fumbling the football. Uh, D. Williams averaged 17 yards on his kick returns. Nothing really much to talk about the punt returning. Uh, Jack Jackson Ross looked good punting again. Uh, Charles Campbell was one for two on field goals. Uh, how how long was that? Uh, was it a fifty-two yarder? It, it was, was a long. long. Field goal. He was yeah. out there and he, he didn't miss it by much. Uh, but he was a hundred percent, six for six on extra points. Um, what's your thoughts on Tennessee's special teams versus UTSA? Well, I bet he doesn't make that same mistake on on that block punt again and the fumble. Uh, that's a one-time mistake. It's, it's, it's a learning mistake. I'm glad it happened in this game and not, not the game coming up this week. So, the missed field goal was from 52 yards. You can't expect him to make all of them, especially from that distance. Uh, Jackson Ross, you know, uh, after the first two weeks where he struggled, has has done a pretty good job hunting. Yeah, I wouldn't hate on him too much for a 52-yard kick miss, just because. I mean, you got kickers in the NFL who's kicking from like 15 yards out and they're missing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with the special yeah. teams overall. You know, nothing to complain about. Uh, let's hit the comment box real quick My before we go over. Um, yeah, the comment box is is flooding in pretty quick. Yeah. Hopefully, we're not having any more Facebook signal issues on on Facebook. On my end, it's not. It's acting like it's slow. Um, Zach Bunch says uh, Section P is going to be rocking on Saturday. Uh, says he will need a rattle after Saturday evening. Jalen and Dylan are so good, and Cooper and stability on the offensive line is back. I hope we're going to talk some injuries a little bit later. I hope Cooper is back. Uh, man, I, I'm not getting my hopes up after the last. I, I've, the last I've learned a little bit more about Cooper's injury, so I've got a theory on Cooper's injury. Yeah, and Josh Jackson says before Joe Milton's knee, he was 14 of 18, so started to get very strong. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He looked he looked great before before the knee. 
Uh, let's see. Ronnie Feltz says, as a vol for life living in South Carolina, this one has been circled on the calendar since last year. Go Vols. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – uh, they'd be hard to, to live there or somewhere like Florida after getting beat. And Zach Nitschke says, awesome show, guys, and thanks for sharing all the info. And and thank you, Zach. You're one some good hometown bakery stuff. Hit up Zach. He, he knows how to cook. Is that Zach Bunch? That's Zach Nitschke. Okay, there's another Zach. Okay, yeah. There's another Zach on here, too. Uh, Matt Adams says, Vols 45, Chickens 31. Uh, Jerry Gibson says, uh, get – a great win for Dobbs. Very proud of Dobbs. Um, Memphis Perry says Baker Mayfield said Neyland was crazy loud. Yeah, ne- Baker, I don't like Baker that much, but he was very, very big on Neyland Stadium. Memphis always says, or also says, if Mays is back this Saturday, we'll see a big difference in the offensive line. He's the anchor for it. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, he's going to have to shake off some rust pretty quick, though. Yeah, I think the offense will be a lot faster with him. Um, definitely not mm-hmm. as many penalties. Um, that, that's for sure. Uh, Zach Bunch on YouTube says he don't want to hear about Nico. Let's play some ball. We have to let Joe be Joe. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we got. I mean, Joe's Joe's obviously the guy. We're gonna support him, hundred percent. But at the same time, we are gonna um, be a little bit critical whenever he needs it. Uh, Memphis Perry says Thornton is still adjusting to this offense. Yeah, we're starting to see a little some bright spots from from Dante. Um, just he was so hopped up um, all off season, so he, they they kind of put a big target on his back. Speaking of uh, offense, real quick, I. We actually started doing a lot more hurry up this past weekend. It looked a lot better. Like a way more and way better than what we've done so far this year. Let's see. Fireman on YouTube says you read an article from A to Z Sports saying he's supposed to play this weekend. Yeah, we've seen that from uh, Austin Price. He didn't say for sure he's back. I heard that too on the radio. But he thinks this is the game he's going to come back to. But he he's not he's not 100% certain either. We've heard this for the last couple of weeks, so uh, until I see it, uh, that's that's when I, he had a tr- like triple hernia surgery though, so that that's that's what happened. Uh, let's see, Coach Ryan Jackson says a fifty-yard field goal is super hard to make. Um, let's hit General Nealon's maxims and see if Tennessee reached uh, them maxims, whether we agree or disagree. Uh, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. Well, we accomplished this. We we took care of the ball. We didn't have any major penalties. Uh, we didn't make many mistakes throughout the game. Uh, you know, even though Joe Milton went 18 for 31, uh, he didn't have any takeaways. He he didn't put us in any danger of any interceptions. So, took care of the ball, and I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, check for me. Uh, we had <clears> – <throat> or they had three turnovers. We had one, which was, you know, a dumb turnover. Dumb, dumb turnover on special teams. Uh, play four, make the breaks. When one comes your way, score. 31 points in the first half is hard to complain about. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we think we done this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, if at first the game or breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. I think for, for three quarters we, we put on more, you know, put on steam. We didn't have a whole lot go against us, though. Yeah, and that at the end, I mean, we were just – we didn't want to – 
be assholes, I guess is the way you want to put it. Yeah. <laughs> we did score 14 more points in the fourth quarter, so. Yeah, but we, I mean, we could have been like Miami on Sunday in the NFL and just run it down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. I'm going to have to say yeah on that one. Except for when we all guessed when Joe took that uh, awkward hit. and uh, You know, we, we still had to protect our quarterback. We, we certainly had to protect him this week. Yeah, yeah, SEC play, it's going to be mm-hmm. – we'll, we'll see if there's, if there's been much improvement or not. Uh, ball, Oski, cover, block, cut, slice, pursue, and gang tackle for this is the winning edge. Uh, for three quarters, we've done this. I thought tackling was much better this week. Uh, someone in the secondary has to put a big hit on South Carolina early. Uh, someone has to uh, lay the business just a little bit. I, you know, say what you want about Jeremy Banks last year. Uh, Jerry Banks wasn't afraid to hit somebody, hit somebody hard. We we kind of made a funny statement before, or at least I have, that he's good for a, a personal foul penalty every game. That's not always a bad thing, Luke. Right. <laughs> you know, have have a little bit of fear. Uh, uh, we need we need someone that's going to go out there and and lay some lumber. Yeah, you need that guy that'll you know yeah. go in there and everybody kind of fears. Get, I mean, we really need that. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. We need that guy on defense that just just gets everybody fired up and ready to go. Uh, press the kicking game. Here's where the breaks are made. Uh, blocked kick. Um, I, I think we did a good job here. Kickers did their jobs. Yeah, I mean. Carry the fight to our opponent. Keep it there for 60 minutes. Uh, for 45. <laughs> I feel like that we we done that there. 45 um, minutes does not equal a win this week. Yeah, we will hit the comments when we get back. I hope that uh, the, the Wi-Fi is working good. We've had. It is not. It's not. It is not. not surprise. We have had problems out of that the last two weeks, and the Vol Daddy is about to switch from Highland Communications, I believe. But we'll be right back. Not sponsored. (laughs) Not sponsored. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-371. 3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the big orange. That's big orange concrete pumping. 865 371 3367. Since July of 2021, our student athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Ball Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program, and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange! Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checker for The big orange is back It's a fight. 
All right, and we're back. Hopefully, Maybe. the Wi-Fi is working. If not, then we'll just have to do the pre-recorded show. I hear Elon Musk has some Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, we have to check him out, I guess. Uh, hit the comments here. Uh, Fireman says he hopes to make the Vol Club event. Yeah, uh, for for the ones listening that want to do that, um, twenty five bucks. You can bring a friend. Al Wilson's going to be there. Some other 1998 players will be there. Uh, that's free food and drinks included. That's the Volunteer Club tailgate. Luke, is um, that is that twenty five dollars on top of your membership? No, it's just with okay. The membership. So so that's that's including a membership. So for twenty five dollars a month, you can join the Volunteer Club and come to these tailgates and meet guys like Al Wilson. Have a have a cold drink with him. Have a cold drink with Luke. Yeah, because that's uh yeah you, you I mean you you pay the twenty five. I mean you'll get. Drink and eat for free. You get South Carolina. You'll get Texas A and M. So yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's can't two, beat two it. It's gonna tailgates. be a great time. That'll be the Georgia tailgate. Right. So that'll be. Uh, I think they're doing one for Kentucky. I think so. The three of us are all proud card carrying members of the Volunteer Club. Yep. Yeah, ninety two per ninety two point eight percent of that goes directly to the players. So it's not like somebody's padding their padding their pockets. Um, let's. Let's do our first main talking point of the day. That's going to be presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Thank you, Taylor Jones of Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Uh, he's been doing this type of work for a very long time. He has one of the biggest slime pumps in the state, so make sure to reach out to Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. Uh, all right, let's get Vols deep into each position group. Uh, let's grade them from their performance during the UTSA game. Uh, let's go quarterbacks. I'm going to give an A-minus on quarterbacks. Uh, Luke brought up a good point last week. Uh, Joe, it was like he was afraid to get hit, and he come out first play and went 80, what was it, 89 yards? 81 yards. 81 yards and went all the way in zone. Like, that that showed me right there. Like, okay, he's going to he's going for it tonight. And uh, he didn't play bad. He played the best I thought he's played all year, honestly. I, I gave our quarterbacks a B. Uh, the first run was awesome. But we still missed some open receivers with a deep box, especially. And he had a stretch in the first half and to begin the second half where he missed eight straight passes. Uh, but he did recover nicely in the fourth quarter. I really want to see Joe Milton throw on the run. That, that's something that I've not seen him do all year long, especially accurately. Yeah, he's uh, never he's never threw a, a running touchdown pass. Um, he, he's not very accurate, you know, from from the run. I'm going to go B plus. I think overall good. No turnovers. Solid. Um, but we're going to need a lot more to beat South Carolina yep. this week. Let's go running backs. Grade running backs. I mean, it's got to be an A plus. I mean, that's fantastic numbers. Yeah. How could you grade any lower than an A? Samson was tremendous. Small had a solid game. Or Jalen Wright was, was limited, but that was probably due to him being banged up. But it's a solid A, no doubt. Yeah, I'm going A+. Plus. Uh, the three-headed monster is so nice when they're all three going. Uh, they got to be used correctly, need to use it more. Uh, each of them need, like I said, 10 to 12 carries apiece, in my opinion. Uh, wide receivers. Give a wide receivers a B, and it's just the same exact comment that I made for Joe Milton. Uh, they're one and the same. Uh, you got to run under some of those deep balls, uh, but they also made some plays happen and, and caught some good passes and some yards after the catch. Yeah, I gave him B as well. Uh, still a few drops and uh, miscommunications and some outs, but uh, 
start connecting. Uh, we just got to get better in that aspect. That's my biggest concern right now is uh, the wide receiver and quarterback connection. Yeah, wide receivers, I'm going to go B. Good job, but still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, a little bit worried in their ability to create space like we've seen in the past. Um, even on the, the deep balls, I mean, UTSA was right there with our guys. So, a little bit worried about that. I mean, mm -hmm. I know they, they're not Jalen Hyde or whatever, but all we heard all offseason was, off was how fast Squirrel and Dante are, and they're not getting they're not getting any space, no separation. Um, all right, let's go tight ends. I give our tight ends a B plus. I thought it was a solid performance from, from all of our tight ends. Same as Bo said, B plus. That's what I'd write down. Yeah, I've got B. Um, I, I like that we used him more last week. I still want to see him used even more. Uh, did have a really bad drop pass. That can't happen. Yeah, I'm going to give him like a B, B minus performance. Um, offensive line. Gave our offensive line a B minus. We were better than before, but we were against a much weaker defense than what we played against Florida. Uh, Joe was still hit pretty hard and had the injury scare. And, and Nico was hit hard in a, once in the play that should have resulted in a face mask but didn't. I got a B, B plus for the offensive line. I thought they looked better than they've had so far this year. But I mean, we are against UTSA. But uh, I think this week is going to be a big proving point for us. Yeah, I'm going to go B. Uh... Looked much better, uh, like you all said, though. We have to recognize the competition a little bit. This is not an SEC you right. know, defensive line that they're playing against. Um, have to be good this week. Have to be really good this week. Defensive line. I give our defensive line an A. Uh, you know, we didn't allow UTSA much on the ground at all. I gave them a uh, B plus. And actually, I'll give them a B. Because they allowed 222 yards, uh, and 89 of them was rushing yards. I'm going to go A-. minus. I think the front seven is very, very good. Um, our front seven, I think they're going to dominate South Carolina's offensive line. I think for us to win, they're going to have to do that as well. Defensive backs. I give them a B in this game. Uh, this is my definitely my area of concern going into this week, even more so than the offensive line. I'm, I'm worried about how well our secondary is going to hold up because Spencer Rattler uh, is going to throw it all over the place if he gets the opportunity to. Yeah, uh, like you said, like everything you said is spot on. Uh, Spencer Rattler is what worries me mm -hmm. because uh, he's got very good numbers so far this year against really good competition. Well, pretty good competition. Well, I'm going to say really good, but pretty good competition. And you know he's going to be coming into this game Pretty confident after what he done to Tennessee last year. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B minus. Uh, two interceptions were nice. It's good to see. Good to see that. Uh, we'll see how we look this week. Spencer Rattler, man, 75 percent completion percentage on the season. He only had two incomplete passes versus Mississippi State. He looked. He looked good. Dang, looked that good. was it. Yeah. That was it. He looks good. Uh, linebackers. Give the linebackers a B plus. Uh, uh, Texas San Antonio was under attack all night. Yeah, I gave him B. I want C plus. Um, young, we're deep, but we're young. Uh, worries me just a little bit. If Beasley goes down, man, we're going to be yeah. in trouble. We need uh, Beasley to play Saturday. I know he's a, know he's a little banged up, but get out there and play this Saturday. You, you can rest next week. 
So Elijah Herring, uh, he's growing up really fast. He looks really, really good. He's a beast. Just just simple mistakes that are happening. Some, you know, very, very simple, just young mistakes. I play linebacker, so I'm kind of always critical of linebacker. Um, special teams. I gave him an A. I mean, we played great on special teams all night. But, I mean, we missed one field goal, but that's 52-yard field goal. It's like I said, NFL kickers can't make 15-yard field goals, and you – out here at college kicker trying to make a 52 yarder it is tough it is tough i gave us a b here's basically what corbin said the, the block punt followed by a bonehead attempt that caused a fumble uh, we missed a very long field goal but overall i thought special teams played pretty good yeah i, I um you know missed the field goal but 100 percent pats good i just punts, couldn't kick could, off couldn't give us an a when we had a fumble on special teams no that, that's true you gotta you do gotta add that in too so that that's true Let's give out some game balls. Who would you give the game ball to on offense? I gave my uh, – go ahead, go ahead. I, I, didn't, I didn't even do that. I'm going to go Dylan Sampson, 139 rush yards, two touchdowns on just 11 carries. Well, I figured most of y'all would take Dylan Sampson. So I went with Ramel Keaton, and I went for with Ramel Keaton just on the effort that he puts. Uh, he puts his body on the line. He, he dives flat out for the balls, you know. The game was well in hand when he dove in the end zone to try to catch the catch the ball, and it resulted in him being down for almost two minutes, which really scared me. Hopefully, it was just the air knocked out of him because he he put everything on the line for that catch. So for effort alone, he's getting my game ball. I like it. Uh, what about defense? I went with a different player. I went with Tamarian McDonald. Uh, you know, we we talked about his stats earlier, seven tackles for a loss. He had an interception. I think it was his his best game as a volunteer. I'm going to go with Tamaria McDonald. Well, uh, what do you know? <laughs> seven tackles, two tackles for loss, interception. So, yeah, great, I, man. I'd give you one, but Luke makes this like a little bitty, like on the, on the sheet, he makes it very small where you can hardly see it. So <laughs> – you, like, miss it, and you're like, oh, this must be a commercial break right well, here. It's big on my end. It's big on your end. Spur. I've I seen it just fine. Uh, let's hit some comments. We are having lagging Wi-Fi issues, so we apologize for that. we still got uh, 10 watching <laughs> somehow Maybe. on YouTube. Not even sure who I was watching on Facebook. I got aggravated at Facebook. I got Early. people saying they're getting Facebook, and I got people saying they ain't getting the Facebook. Yeah, I have no clue what's going on with it. Um, Kyle Highland, let's complain. I've I've been on him this week, and nothing's nothing's changed apparently. Um, thank you for listening to our first main talking point of the day. We're gonna take a short break. Uh, we have a lot more coming your way, including a giveaway. Share this out for us, please. Comment and like. If we missed your comment, uh, comment again. Uh, next, we're going to have start bench cut. And, and we are laggy. We'll be posting the whole podcast later for you to go back and watch. Since July of 2021, our student-athletes have capitalized on so many NIL opportunities that have been presented to them. Those opportunities exist because of the power of Vol Nation. When you combine the most passionate fan base in the country with the city of Knoxville and our great state, you create the nation's number one NIL destination for student-athletes. There's no better place for our players to build their brands than right here at Tennessee. I encourage all of you to support and donate to Spire Sports and Our Lady Ball Booster Collective. These collectives are here to serve our student athletes the right way in our community. To get involved, please scan this QR code now. It's been an incredible fall for our program and we are just scratching the surface of what we can accomplish. 
Let's all do our part to ensure that Tennessee continues to lead the way in name, image, and likeness. Go Big Orange! Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. And we're back, maybe, Hopefully. with the Falls Deep podcast. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I apologize for the Wi-Fi. We're going to get this fixed one way or another uh, by, the, by the next episode. I promise you that. We got the garage doors open now. We like, got garage doors see open. See, bugs flying around, a dog comes in. Yeah, we're doing all we can do for, man, this is, this is I really want to rant about Highland Wi-Fi, but I'm not going to do that to them they're gonna hear it all welcome time. to morgan county but uh yeah let's get the start bench cut uh, how this works is i'll give a question we have to rank our answers in order from first to last start being one cut being three y'all ready to go ready as we can be uh how much does tennessee does tennessee win by versus south carolina this saturday three or less 10 plus or 20 plus well i'm gonna start out here and I'm going to say, I'm going to say less than ten is my start. Uh, well, since you've got three or less, ten plus or twenty plus, I'm going to start ten plus. I'm going to bench three or less. And I don't see us blowing South Carolina. I'm cutting twenty plus. I think it's going to be a close game. Honestly, uh, I'm going to start. The way you've voted this is so messed up. Uh, I'm going to start 10, 10 plus, I guess. Like, we'll be around that 10 range. Yeah. I'm going to say 7 to 10. Mm -hmm. That's what I want, 7 to 10. I can, but I'm going to bench three because I can see it come down to a very last second mm -hmm. ordeal. And cut 20, I don't see us winning by over 20 against South Carolina. They're going to, they're going to want to bring it against us. Uh, they're coming off that momentum last year. Spencer Ladder's been playing good. I mean, Yeah, I'm gonna start. The, the spread keeps moving though, so we'll see. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start ten plus. Uh, I think the spreads at what twelve and a half. Right yeah. Now. What What does Vegas know that we're missing? Uh, they know something. They know something. It keeps, it keeps going up and up and up. Yeah, boosted than dark mode jerseys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench three or less. I don't really see the twenty. I hope. I hope. I don't really see the the twenty plus. I'm gonna cut that. Um, but. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, man. I'd, Carolina, love, I'd I, love to see us train the realm. I would too. I mean, they only lost to Georgia by ten. I mean, they're they're a good team. Uh, today is National Chocolate Milk Day. Which flavor of milk is best? Plain, strawberry, or chocolate? Well, since today is National Chocolate Milk Day, you're gonna start good old cold chocolate milk. And I'm gonna bench plain white milk. And uh, well, I like strawberries. I'm just not a fan of strawberry milk. Uh, this is this is tough, and I'm gonna start chocolate milk. I mean, you just cannot start chocolate milk. Uh, bench strawberry milk. I love strawberry. Anything strawberry is good, 
and uh, cut plain white milk. Uh, Bowen, I, I ain't drunk much milk in my life, so. I'm, I'm not a big fan of artificial strawberry, so that's why I cut strawberry milk. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start plain milk. I love plain milk. I, I can just turn it up at any point. Uh, the guy I'm, that works out at three o'clock in the morning would say this <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna bench chocolate milk i can it's great as well and strawberry milk i'm gonna have to cut it i like it but it's definitely bottom uh what is your biggest worry this saturday versus south carolina our secondary our offensive line or our quarterback i'm starting our secondary and i'm starting it because spencer rattler is known to throw the ball all over the field he's going to do it again this saturday if he gets the opportunity I'm benching our offensive line, and I'm cutting our quarterback. I feel pretty good about how Joe's going to play this week. I'm starting a secondary for the same reason that you said, but I'm going to bench the quarterback out of the fact that I'm still not confident in Milton and the receivers at the moment. Uh, and the uh, offensive line, uh, cut it. Still got some worrisome there, but they've had some improvement. Yeah, I'm going to – um, I'm going to start our secondary just because, like I said, Rattler, 75% completion percentage. Um, I don't know. Where, especially after he done us last year. I should have pulled up the numbers from last year. And I'm going to bench our offensive line. Uh, they they have to dominate. Their run game has to be there. They have to give Joe time. And I'm going to cut our quarterback. I, I don't think Joe is going to play bad enough for us to be able to blame the loss on him. So we've got we've got to – Surround surround him with, with what he needs to, to be successful. Um, after Colorado's horrible <laughs> loss to Oregon, I was really well, wanting Spanky. Where's Spanky at? That's why, that's why I throw the, the Colorado stuff even in here. After Colorado's horrible loss to Oregon, what will be their record at the end of the season? Five and seven, seven and five, or nine and three? Well, let me tell you something about Colorado and, and Deion Sanders down at Colorado. Wait, I'm, I'm not Spanky. Uh Start seven and five. Uh, they got they got several several tough games on their schedule. They're still going to win a few. Uh, I'm going to bench five and seven. They are not going nine and three. I told everybody in this podcast about Colorado. I've told everybody I've talked to about Colorado. This is like you go Jackson State, you do good. Oh, that's a, that's that's pretty good for you. You cannot take a Division One school and make them an A plus school in one day, especially one that only won one what one game last year. It's going to be a tough hill for him to climb, especially the Pac-12, as good as the Pac-12 is at the moment. Uh, very stout Pac-12. Best-looking Pac-12 I've ever saw in my Probably life. Probably is. But uh, I'm going to start 7-5 because, like you said, tough competition. I mean, they they just lost Oregon. They still got to play USC. They got, like, Washington, Utah. I mean. Arizona State or uh, Oregon State. They, Oregon State. They got, I think, Washington Stanford. State coming up. I mean, all these teams ranked inside – other than not Stanford, but ranked inside the top 14, 16. Mm-hmm. You got four teams that they got got to play mm-hmm. other than Oregon right there in the top ten. So then I'll bench nine and three like they could get lucky. I don't see them going five and seven. They're going to go five and seven. I'm actually going to start five and seven. They, they don't have any depth. I mean, Dion <laughs> cut half the team. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna bite them. I think it's gonna bite them quick. 
Um, and I'm going to bench seven and five, and I'm going to cut nine and three. I don't think there's any way in the world they're going nine and three. That pregame speech by the coach, the players for Oregon. Oh, yeah. Oregon's I, coach, that was, that was I, awesome. I loved it. I loved it. And, and truth be told, Deion Sanders owned it. He said it was a good old-fashioned butt whooping. What else could you say? Yeah, but that Oregon coach in his, pre-game, in his pregame speech to the players, was he was spot on. 100% he was. We, we, we are not playing for clicks. We're playing for wins. We're not playing in Hollywood. We're playing on the field. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. And that's, that's what Dion is. And, He's, it's a Hollywood team. In the, in the Colorado talk of this podcast, because everybody's tired of hearing about them now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we've already said, as soon, or I've said it at least, as soon as Colorado faces a couple of injuries, they're toast. And that's exactly what happened. But I will say this. Dion will get good recruits just out of what he's doing. Because, no I mean, you, if you want to be a spotlight guy. Boo, stay at Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about, like, spotlight the way Dion does. Like, Dion's a very, very – it's like he's a businessman in a way. So, yeah. They'll get some good players just based off of the way he does his program. Last question. Who is the best team in the NFL right now? The Miami Dolphins? The 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs? Start the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this one was tough because 40, 49ers are stacked. I mean stacked. My, my two teams right now for the Super Bowl is the 49ers and the Dolphins, and that's my bench is the 49ers. But the Dolphins, the way Tua has been playing with Tyreek Hill, and that Dolphins defense is not bad at all. Like Miami has really surprised me this year. I think they're the best uh, team right now. San Francisco, uh, they're clicking on all ends. Great defense. And uh, Kansas City, I don't even think Kansas City's the third best team in the NFL. I think Philadelphia is the third best team in the NFL. That offensive line, that defensive line with Philadelphia is mean. I flip-flopped what Corbin said. I wouldn't have said this a couple weeks ago, but they made believers in me. I start the 49ers, and I think that the 49ers overall are the best team offensive and defensively. I'm going to bench the Miami Dolphins being the second-best team in the NFL. Can't believe I'm saying that right now either. And cutting the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to actually start the Chiefs. I'm kind of – I'm kind of – I know I said right now, but I'm just kind of – I don't know. Until someone just proves they're not the best, especially late in the season. Well. That's – that's. I don't know. I just they're, – they're good, man. Uh, they're just loaded. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan, but until somebody can prove they're not – um, the best. I'm just gonna always start them. Follow me. Um, I, I'm gonna bench the 49ers. They're just loaded, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I've never liked really hardly any California team, probably besides the Lakers when Kobe and Shaq and Derek Fisher were there. But um, I don't know. They're hard not to pull for in McCaffrey. And I'm gonna cut the Dolphins. Very good. Again, I'm I kind of I'm kind of cheating on this because I said right now, but it's just a matter of time before Tua and Hill get hurt. You know, so had the Chiefs been had the Chiefs been three and zero just like Miami and San Francisco, I'd probably, probably yeah. start them. But but they have a loss. Yeah, other two teams don't. Even whenever I was I was like I said right now I still couldn't just I don't know I I'm just looking in the future a little bit I guess. Hey, it's the NFL. It's like I've said like I've, like I've said on it. You don't know like the NFL is such a back and forth game, and uh, you you won't really know who like the best team is till like eight weeks in, and then. Even like eight weeks in, they may not be the best team by twelve weeks in, you know. So, um, 
I think what we're gonna do here for the ones listening on Facebook, we're gonna I'm yeah. gonna drop the I'm just gonna see what happens. I'm just gonna drop the Facebook feed. Go over to YouTube and watch us if you don't care. Just Vols Deep Podcast. Check us out there for the ones listening on Facebook. And maybe this will clear a little bit of this this lag up. Uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean. From a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean. Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties. Give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. All right, and we're back. We're just live on YouTube now. Um, sorry about the about the problem. Um, so second main talking point of the day now presented by Trident HydroClean. Uh, I really liked how we kind of done this our, in our last segment with the random questions, just kind of based off this team, kind of what's going on with it, the concerns, um, the, some of the questions brewing. So let's dive right in, balls deep to these questions. Joe Milton looked better on Saturday, obviously not an SEC opponent, but UTSA is very well coached. They have good athletes, won their conference two years in a row. Does Joe Milton's performance last week help your confidence in him and this football team? Uh, of course it does. Uh, and it's clear this team loves Joe. He's their leader. And Joe made a statement with opening record-breaking 81-yard touchdown run. Uh, he was mobbed by just about everyone on the sidelines, on the field. They all come running to Joe. Uh, so that, that tells me everything I need to know about him. It's his team, and I believe in Joe. Yeah. Uh, that Joe, anyway. I'm confident. I am confident in Joe, but this is going to be a big proving game this coming week weekend for Joe. It's going to be a big proving game, honestly. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, what I like how he ran the ball because it wasn't like he wasn't afraid to get hit in that situation, and he went for it. He gave me some confidence in that aspect. Now, man, that place was rocking. After that touchdown. Oh, it, it, yeah. And that's what everybody needed to see from him. Um, just running the football helped a lot. Just bringing that part of the, the game to the table was nice. He was poised for the most part. Most part Took some shots. Um, that's play calling, too, though. It's not just him. But just I love to see just us be more aggressive. Josh Heupel's 
He's never been conservative since he's been here, and I just don't understand the first couple of games. He's going to have to make big plays uh, when he's getting pressured. Yeah. Because he's going to get pressured this weekend. That's the thing I think that really separates him and, and Hendon is Hendon was just poised. He, I don't know, when the pocket broke down or whatever, he knew what to do. And Joe just kind of panics a little bit, I feel like. But um, he's still got a lot to prove for me. He, he's not the issue with – he's not the, you know, the main issue with with the team or anything like that. But, yeah, I think overall it, it did help, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But, um, the second half lag, uh, it was pretty weird. We obviously, uh, you know, we can't do that this week at all versus South Carolina. Um, like I said, they lost to Georgia by 10 points. Um, played North Carolina really good. How much does that weird second half slash third quarter lag bother you this week? Uh, we won't do the, we won't do that. What we done in the second half against UTSA against South Carolina? I mean, we laid off the gas. Honestly, like it's UTSA. What by good margin, pretty big margin, and uh, that's just how it goes when you're up that big. Like I've watched thousands of games in my life. And when you get that third and fourth quarter and you're up by a margin like that, it's just like you're just playing to end the clock and end the game by that point. So I ain't worried about it. Now, we can't do that against South Carolina, but I, I do not expect us to lay off the gas against South Carolina like that. You know, it worries me a lot, but it's not just the third quarter against UTSA. It was the second quarter against Florida, the third quarter against Austin P. We haven't played a full – Four quarters all year. We can't give South Carolina 14 points in a single quarter and expect to win. We had to play the entire 60 minutes. We cannot take a quarter off, period. 100%. You're preaching now. Uh, but you're always taught <clears throat> you come out at halftime at 0-0. So, I'm, I'm not, like, crazy worried about it. I mean, we can definitely turn it around. But, but like Spur said, you saw the lag literally in Virginia – uh, you saw a ton in Austin P, and I mean, if we play the first half like we did the second half versus Florida, then we beat Florida down there. So I, I don't know, Spar. Maybe we should be a little bit worried. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's certainly a worry that we have to have. Uh, Spencer Rattler tore us up last year. Um, all the 50, 50 balls went in his favor. Um, this year he's playing very good ball as well. 1,242 pass yards, seven touchdowns, an overall quarterback rating um, of 83 throughout, you know, each of his games. 74.2% um, completion, completion percentage so far in 2023. How worried about you – or how worried are you about uh, Spencer Rattler? Uh, a little bit, honestly. Uh, he's played phenomenal ball so far this year. I mean, against – Pretty good competition. He's not like he's played a bunch of slouch teams. He's played North Carolina. He's played Georgia and played Georgia tough. So, I, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be tough. He's gonna he's gonna come out. He's gonna play. He's gonna play ball. I ain't gonna lie about that. He's gonna come out. He's gonna play ball against us. I'm extremely worried. Uh, you know, he's going to be missing Juice Wells at wide receiver, and Juice is the one that went off against Tennessee last year. So, in that sense, it, it helps a little bit. But Spencer Rattler is a baller, and he's hard to contain. He's very good on third down, especially third and medium and short. If we could get him third and long, he's not as good. So, we had to limit his opportunities. 
we we got to put them behind the sticks, especially on first down. The crowd's got to be there for us, you know. Uh, three or four false starts penalties to put them behind the chains could be huge in this game. So uh, I, I'm certainly worried about quarterback play with, with South Carolina. Yeah, I'm I'm very worried after last year. Um, four four hundred thirty eight yards, six touchdowns last year. I, I'm worried. Uh, they're going to attack Haddon all night long, just like they did of course last they are. year. Uh, just like everybody's been doing this year. So we're going to see how he responds, man. If and our our, our defensive line is either going to win or lose. The, I mean, you got you can't just blame it on one group, but they're they're going to win the game or they're going to lose the game. For and us. let's see how tight the officials call the game. You know, if there's a little little play happen, we might be all right, or they call. Every time Haddon touches someone, a personal foul or a pass interference, we could be in for a long night. Yeah, if he, yeah, they throw them, them BS flags, yeah. you know, that you don't turn your head around or whatever. Um, South Carolina has played much tougher competition than Tennessee has so far. Uh, they've played a very good North Carolina team, a close loss to Georgia, uh, and a win versus Mississippi State. Um, does, the, does the fact that South Carolina has played – you know, better teams, they're more battle-tested than Tennessee. Does that worry you? Uh, Kind of, yeah. I mean, they played tough competition. Like, they they've, they know what they have in a, in a way compared to what we don't really know because we've played some cupcake games, a lot of cupcake games so far. So, yeah. yeah. It sure does. They've been tested more than we have. And South Carolina's coming into Tennessee in Neyland Stadium expecting to win this game. You know, we, we say it's a must-win for us, but it's a must-win for them as well. They can't start their season two and three just like we can't start our season two and two, so or three and two. So uh, South Carolina's coming in to win this game, so we better be ready. Yeah, um, a little bit, but you know, it bothers me just a little bit. People knock Virginia, but I mean, they still got good players. They're still in a good conference. Um, UTSA solid program, but um, USC Junior man, like they've they fought through adversity. You know a lot of it already. Um, I don't know. I know Spencer Rattler's never played in Neyland. Um He's about to find out. They're about to find out. They've they've not played somewhere like they're about to play. So that's going to help us a lot. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, Tennessee injuries are unknown. Cooper Mays, like I said, a lot of people say he's going to be back. We'll see. Who knows at this point? Um, had a, I think it just got released the other day that it was like a triple hernia surgery. So it's it's legit. It's it's it, not it's yeah. not that he's wanting to sit on the sidelines. No. I guarantee you, he, Cooper he, Mays wants to be in this. He game. has been cleared. I mean, he's been cleared for a little while, but it, it's kind of just uh, it's up to him. How, you know, when he's he feels comfortable enough to go right now. So we'll see when that'll be. Um, Brew McCoy. Ramel Keaton were both banged up a little bit. Not really heard anything much on either of them. Um, I, I've I've been told that everybody that got it just a little bit nicked up is fine, but we'll see. Aaron Beasley left the game with the injury. It looked like an ankle or a, a foot or something like that. Uh, Joe Milton a little nicked up. Um, they been some pictures going around of him getting MRIs done and stuff like that, but I think he's fine. Uh, no, Danico Slaughter, uh, we're so much better with Danico Slaughter, man. He loves to hit. He, he's he's that guy in the secondary. Um, are we worried about Tennessee injuries going into this game? 
I think Milton's fine because we would have heard a whole lot more about this by this point today on a Wednesday if it was serious. On another another point, Cooper Mays, does Cooper set out South Carolina and go because we got an off week the next week and then we have Texas A&M. Does, does he set out and come back fully healthy against A&M? I fully expect everyone to be healthy and ready to go one Saturday, including Cooper Mays. Minus the ones that we know about, like Peely. You know, he's out for an extended time. But uh, we need all hands on deck. Uh, there's time to rest after this game. This this is uh, the biggest game of the year right now. Oh, it's – yeah. Yeah. The goal is to win the SEC East for Tennessee. You're not winning the East if you don't win this game. 100%. Um, it, it, injuries are frustrating for, for five weeks now, you know. And I know it's not Cooper's fault, but <laughs> all we've heard is he's – I mean, since since week one, he's been on the depth chart as a starter. Yeah. So, it's it just – I know media throws crap out there and stuff. It, it, that part is frustrating. Um, just no no definite answers. I'm not – I mean, you can't knock the coaching staff for that. It's none of – None of our business, none really. None of our but business. And we like helps, to talk about it. It helps um, – you know, you you don't want to really tell the other team what you what you got or not. That way they can prepare. So, definitely not throwing any shade or anything there. But um, like I said, I really want Cooper Mays to play. And I, man, I can't wait to have Danico Slaughter back because I, I almost all, when I, just when you say Danico Slaughter, all I think about is the Kentucky hit. And that's, uh-huh. that's all I think about. And he he just he's he's really good back there. And I, I'm not. Do you have any idea what's I don't. Okay. I, I have don't. not heard anything. I heard it's not, not anything major, and hopefully he'll be back this yeah. week. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got Peely. You know, that that's a killer, man. You finally yeah. get, you know. Uh, solid, he, he was solid. our defensive signal caller and everything, you know. And uh, and, so. and back on Cooper, I'd almost rather Coach Hopple say, you know, he's, he's doubtful or he's probably not going to play. And then have him not prepare for him if he is going to play, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe guess what? He's fine. Yeah, maybe if he, if he don't play, like. These, these, this week we might do it to like Bama or something to go down there. Well, that's why he won't say it because he's like, well, we're going to keep South Carolina thinking. Oh, oh is, yeah. Co- is Cooper going to play? Is he not going to play? What, what are we going to run right here? Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's definitely the best strategy to to go with. Uh, we've seen our offensive line struggle in the swamp. Do you think our offensive line will be able to handle business versus you know this this other SEC defensive front? I do, just out of the fact that uh. Boy, Neyland Stadium night game, big big time, big time conference game. Like you said, game of the year. Right now, game of the year. Seasons on the line for both teams. Like we know we're gonna have to come out and play football. For whatever happened at Florida happened. If they're not up for this game, they're never gonna get up. You know, only time's gonna tell if they're gonna perform. But just like Corbin just said, it is kneeling at night. The place is gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be rocking, it's gonna be loud. So it is time for us to shine. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. I, re, I mean, can we? Yeah, uh, we sh- we should. But I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried about consistency more than anything. Just, I don't know. Just too many players taking like a playoff. You know what I mean? At just yeah. random times, and I don't know. I we're, mean, we're, it, it, it can be fixed. I, I'm just gonna have to to see the full consistency to. You know, we're going to be able to run the ball against that. South Carolina. South Carolina can't stop Watmark High School running the ball, hopefully. <laughs> so, with that being said, how confident are you in this Tennessee football team right now? 
I'm cautiously confident. Uh, we're better than South Carolina is, but we're not a lot better. Uh, I'm confident. Yeah, I'm confident in us. We just got some things we need to clean up. I think I'm more optimistic than anything. I'm confident in Josh Heupel. Absolutely. And I'm confident in his staff. Um, I just don't know what to expect from this team. I mean, we've seen spurts, good spurts, but they need some fire, man. They need some leadership. I won't be surprised if we win by 17. I won't be surprised if we lose by 10. I mean, we need the – I know Jeremy Banks sucked in the locker room and stuff like that, but we need – we need uh, that. Kick in the ass. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the greats, I mean, none of them were all right in the head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you need that 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 type stuff. Somebody's got to step up um, and, just, and just light a fire. We're just so nonchalant about everything, it seems like. Um, Neyland Stadium's going to be on fire Saturday. Night game. Black uniforms, SEC divisional matchup, revenge game from last year. They broke a lot of hearts last year, South Carolina did. Um, do we break the decibel noise record from last year? <laughs> My ears are still ringing from that <laughs> Alabama game. You know, I'm not sure that, that that could ever be beaten as loud as that was that night. But it's going to be loud come Saturday night in Neyland Stadium uh, when – when Wolf Mother plays and Joker and the Thief in the Night starts hitting, that place is going to be absolutely rocking, and I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be loud, no doubt. It's going to be loud. That's going to be the loudest crowd South Carolina ever plays in front of. And uh, do we break it? I don't know. I, I've said this. Alabama last year is probably the greatest game ever played inside Newland Stadium, honestly. 100%. And uh, that night is very special. That's that's a night that you make movies, documentaries on. I, I will say this. I don't care if we make a 52-yard field goal to win the game at the end of the game. We don't storm the field when we beat South Carolina. Oh, no. We act like we've been there before. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. celebrate all night long in Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, I don't thought. Yeah, if that happens, I, 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 don't, I don't see us breaking the decibel record by no – I don't see us doing it. I but, think, but we're going to be loud as I hell. I think if we come out aggressive and make plays, it can happen. I really mm-hmm. do. I think if we're if we're on fire, if we're hitting hitting some bombs, get a turnover, I think it can be hit. I don't think. I mean, it's going to be wild. It's going to be super. Wild. I don't. I mean, I don't care if our own to, state's coming in there at night. It's going to be crazy. To anybody listening, that's going to be at that game. Even if we get behind by a score, it is not time for the fans to lit up. The, the fans had to bring it for 60 minutes, just like the players had to bring it for 60 minutes. And I don't plan on sitting down all night long. I don't think I sat down all night long. Yeah. I'm, honestly, no. I, I'm so sorry to anybody that sits behind me. Not me. Luke <laughs> will get shoved in the back again, but that'll be okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't sit much at all for UTSA. I, I think, like, <laughs> towards the end, Ella wanted to sit down, so I sat down with her. But it's what commercials are for. Yeah, but yeah, usually I'm I'm the guy that everybody's mad at for for standing up, and I yeah I, got, I did get pushed extremely hard in the back by a girl from Florida for standing up, and yeah I was I done good though. You, you be, was you you behaved well to be that intoxicated. I handled <laughs> I handled the situation really really good. Um, she just wanted to touch the vol daddy. She wanted to touch the vol daddy. Get some of that that sweat on her. 
Uh, let's talk about the new AP poll real quick. Whatever needs to be said, whatever you want to say about it, we'll hit it five at a time. One, Georgia stays, and then we've got two, Michigan, three, Texas. They move up one spot. At number four, we've got Ohio State. They move up two spots. At five, Florida State, they drop a spot. I mean, obviously a big win for Ohio State, but it was a struggle win for Ohio State at that. Uh, do they deserve to go above Florida State? I do not think so, honestly. I think Texas is right where they need to be. I think Georgia and Michigan is right where they need to be because, I mean, they are the top teams, honestly. Yeah, I don't have any like real, I don't big, have any real big, big issues. Big beast I, I do think Ohio State, man, it's just yeah, – it, it don't matter. They're always going to yeah. be like it. Um, hey, well, they could be six and six, and somebody would still be voting them number one. We better be careful on this podcast. Uh, apparently, everybody's against Ohio from what their coach says. So, yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody's. hey, watch out, Lou Holtz. Ryan yeah. Day's coming for you. He's coming, man. He's got blood on his mind. Watch yourself, man. He's that's so soft. Oh, to come after Lou Holtz. I mean, yeah, we, and, then, and then to act like that Ohio State is like this 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 mistreated team. Yeah. Like everybody just worships you nonstop. ESPN worships the shit out of you. Yeah. This it, I mean I, I cannot stand it. But yeah, that was that was extra I understand maybe having a it's something to say, but man, that's just yeah, he he was losing sleep over them. I mean, I mean he always had bags under his eyes. Hell, you can't even see his eyes and bags. Holtz was a Notre Dame legend. Of course, he's going to go with Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's that's the that's the equivalent of Kirk Herbstreit going with Ohio State. Of course, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's like asking right. Yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ask Peyton, I mean, he's always going to. I mean, he, yeah. he oh, it's stupid. Anyway, number six, you <laughs> got Penn State. State. They move up a spot. Uh, seven, you got Washington. They move up a spot. Eight, you've got USC. They drop three spots. Number nine, you've got Oregon. They move up a spot after the Colorado bashing. And then ten, Utah. They move up one spot. Four yeah. Pac-12 schools in the top right there. Uh, USC is kind of shocking how far they've fallen so far. You know, if they win their games, they'll be all right. But that's gonna Pac-12 is gonna be. Be tough. They're going to beat up on each other. Is what's going to what's going to happen is the Pac-12 end up beating up on each other, and they'll have one team that'll come down to it all. As is the Big Ten with yeah the three in the top six. So you I, know, think, I think I think Washington's a top five team. I do too. Their their quarterback's fantastic. He should uh, be. Here. And Penn State's looked as good as anybody. Yeah, Penn, Penn State looks good, man. I, I gosh, Ohio State's I, got Penn State coming up. I, I hope they. I hope it's the year that that Penn State does it, man. Me too. Um, I think Michigan's the only team I've not really seen play yet. But they've, <laughs> they've not really played anybody either, though. So, um, number eleven, Notre Dame. They dropped two spots after the loss to Ohio State. Twelve, Alabama. They move up one spot from beating Ole Miss. Uh, LSU drops a spot. Um, they're at thirteen. Oklahoma moves up two spots. To 14, North Carolina moves up two spots to 15. I don't have any problems. Yeah, I don't either. No. Um, I'll tell you, I'll say this though: Notre Dame, man, they. I'm, I'm not a fan, but I, I, I like that team. I really they, do. They, they played pretty solid. They do. Like, uh, Sam, the quarterback. Uh, I think that's a quarterback they've look, been looking for for years. He's good. Well, that had to be heartbreak at the end to be in that stadium. I can't remember the name. The, the running back, that's bad. Number seven, he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Notre Dame simply got out coached. They definitely got out coached. They only had 10 players on the field. 
for the last two plays. Not one play. <laughs> I was two plays. Two. It okay. was the last two plays. I did not know that. That's another thing. His coach said that oh, we can't take a penalty right there. You're, that's like the one, one and a half yard yeah, line. Yeah, half yard line. Take All the penalty. Gonna, I'd rather have another defensive lineman in there than and yeah. give him a half Play yard. with 13. See what happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Make him penalize you. Whoops, we missed it. <laughs> let's go full Dooley on him. Let's just throw <laughs> the 15 out there on him. Uh, 16, Washington State. They move up five spots. Washington State looks good. 17, Duke. They move up a spot. Uh, man, I'm pulling for them this weekend. 18, you've got Miami. They move up two spots at not, and then at 19, you've got Oregon State. They drop five spots. Ole Miss comes in at 20. They drop five spots. Uh, Tennessee at 21. They move up two spots. We've got a lot of work to do. Florida, uh, I didn't do five that time. I apologize. That's all right. Keep going. Florida, 22. They move up three spots. I do not know how. That that win at Charlotte was ugly. I don't. They kick the field goal kicker basically won the game for them. They couldn't score. Yeah, hey, I don't. That's. I've, was, I've talked about Florida enough. It was pitiful. I just don't know how they sh- move they should have beat Charlotte by like 40, 50, 60. Them. Like Charlotte is a very very bad I'm, football team at I, the moment. I'm telling y'all what ha- what's going to happen is Florida is going to finish like five and seven, and yep. we're going to be again. Losing to a, a Florida team that has a worse record than we do. Anyway, Missouri comes in at twenty three. Missouri's what four and zero? Yeah, impressive. Wifely deserved, I think. Uh, Missouri, like they have deserved to be ranked four and zero. They got Vandy this week, so they're going to be five and zero. Yep. Um, yeah, Missouri looks good. Uh, my, I'm, I'm, we might have to make that trip, Spur. I'm ready. Cor- Corbin's already out on it. He ain't even thinking I'm, about it. I've been to Missouri twice to their stadium up there. I may go with you. I may go with you. I may go for a third time, three times to try them. Which I've never lost when I went up there. So oh, you're coming then. Nah, I'm undefeated you. when we go to Missouri. So hey, let's just play it, Missouri. The Vols Deep Podcast is coming for you. We are. Yeah, hopefully Missouri's got better Wi-Fi than Highland. Uh, then 24. Park some cars up there. Kansas. 25. Fresno State. Fresno State's ranked by God. The Bulldogs. Good to see them back in the top 25. Come on. It's been a long time. They're they're ranked and Boise State ain't ranked. What what, what is going on over there? It's Fresno State in the Mountain West. Yeah. Good to see them up there. Come on with it. I will tell you this Clemson at two and two still received five votes. Clemson had Florida State on the ropes. They did. They they surprised me there. They really. I was. I was. Man, I was kind of pulling for them. In a way. I was too. In a way. I was still like seeing the upset. I, yeah, I do too. I, I, I I'm not a. Uh, and I, I don't dislike Florida State by any means. I I, I just like seeing havoc. I do too. I, I'm the same. I'm the, if I if I don't have a dog in the fight, yeah. then I want to see just the craziest. What what stuff it is ever. is we got one loss and we need everybody we else need everybody to have one. We need to lose. Yep. Hell yeah! Let's pull for everybody. <laughs> everybody that's everybody that's above <laughs> us needs to lose about four times. Uh, Miranda says, uh, fingers crossed, but Highland's been awful. Yeah, give, give us some options, Miranda. Who else, Who can we switch to? Because I'm sick of them. Uh, Robin Shelton says, go Gators. Uh, Memphis Perry says, buttermilk with soup, beans, and cornbread. I guess that was his answer to the to the start bench cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, just now seeing that. Oh, buttermilk. You like buttermilk? Oh. No. no. Oh, I was like, well, cornbread it's okay, but not by itself. I've never been a never been a big fan. Um, 
Yeah, shoot, let's hit a commercial and uh, for the, the same one. We'll probably hit the same one again, man. We've had all kinds of technical difficulties, but the Wi-Fi has definitely been been the worst. But we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DNM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DNM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865-435-4515 or 865-387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DNM Fencing. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The CND Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook, that's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. Next, <laughs> we've got the duel presented by Premier Excavation. Oh, built it. Where's that belt at? Where's Spanky at? Spanky. He has to vacate the belt. He dropped it off with us. Don't worry. What do you think he's doing right now? Think, you don't, you he, don't get to hold it right now. It's not yours. Not your belt. He, he left us to go to a Nickelback concert. Because we yeah. all just want to be a big I rock he's star. Got, I bet he's got a lighter up right now and singing photographs. He's burning it to the ground tonight. Yeah, I guarantee you it is. I thought everybody hated Nickelback. That's what everybody says, but man. They, no, uh, Nickelback's like the new NSYNC. We all like them again. They sure don't act like it. I never said I hated them. I love Nickelback. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I put this podcast on priority over Nickelback because I could have went tonight, but I chose to come here. See, that's what I'm talking See, about. See, vote for me. Uh, I'm not a big concert uh, fan. Like the the way it's going, there's not going to be any votes besides... Uh, <laughs> Luke, it's uh, on you tonight to pick a winner. I might have to do that. I really might have to, might have to go back old school. We got we got five watching, it says, but I don't... I appreciate y'all trying to. I really do, but it's, it's lagging bad. I'd say it's... A minute and a half behind. It's like a, it's like a Call of Duty lag going over it's, here. It's horrible. It's awful. It's embarrassing. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll we'll post the we'll post. Me and you coming for old time's sakes, brother. Yep, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna beat that ass like old time's oh, sakes. God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate doing the. I hate voting. All right, question one: Will Tennessee cover the spread on Saturday? I'll let you go first, Bo. Well, he's going to let me go first. You know, Vegas must know something that we don't know because that spread being at 12 points, 11 and a half points, I've seen it up to 13 points on some sites. Uh, you know, I fully expected the spread to be somewhere around six points for Tennessee. So it really surprises me to see that number still so high. I think Tennessee wins the game. I don't believe Tennessee covers 12 points. I really don't. I hope we do. I hope we beat them by 30. 
But I, I see Tennessee winning the game somewhere around the 10-point margin. It's a dole, but, yeah, I have to agree, honestly, because, I mean – I it's gonna be a, it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. Honestly, I mean, I do, I can't go back on my word on you what know, I said earlier. It's just like I said though, Vegas knows something. Vegas doesn't miss these too often, and I bet there's gonna be a lot of money thrown at South Carolina here in the next little bit. Vegas doesn't lose too often, so uh, Tennessee may just cover this game unexpectedly. Tennessee seven and a half betting that seven and a half. All right, give me, give me yours. Give me something here, because right now I got, I got to put a tie on this one. Oh, I, I put Tennessee minus nine. Okay. All right. Uh, question two: Were you happy to see Wide Spanky have to leave? Are you? Were you happy to see Dion and Colorado take the loss to Oregon, and why? Hell yes, because it's everything I said. Dion is like a. He's like a pressure cooker over there in Colorado. I've said it here, and uh, for anybody that knows what a pressure cooker is out there, that's what you can like canned food in and stuff like that. Like he is about like it's just something that's gonna blow up at some point, and the way he acts, like you cannot run a Division One football program like that. And he's all this got this cocky attitude, like oh we're gonna beat that ass, we're like best in the nation, like. Yeah, you can do it at Jackson State. You can't come to a Division One school and do this, especially against these Pac-12 schools that have really, really, really good talent going on at the moment. Listen, not only was I happy to see Dion lose that game or Colorado lose that game, I'm tickled to death they lost that game, and mainly because what we have been dealing with media-wise had they pulled off a victory at, at Oregon. You know, we've already got Boo Carter going to visit Colorado. He's enamored with, with Deion Sanders. It's going to start affecting recruiting very, very quickly. The more they win, the more they shine. So them falling off their pedestal was a good thing, not only for uh, us media members, but also for Tennessee and recruiting because uh, the, the more they lose, the better off it's going to be. To Deion's credit, he, he didn't pull any punches. He said they got their butts handed to him. So uh, he took it. He said there's no excuses. He didn't use their injuries as an excuse, which I was afraid he was going to. But uh, I say they take another big L this week, and it might be even bigger than the week before. Well, I will say this. Just out of, if Colorado, if they win five games this year, Dion's still going to recruit very well going into the future. That's what worries me is because players is going to want to play for Dion because the spotlight's going to be on them, and they're going to be they're going to be showcased. They're going to be spotlighted all over ESPN like big primetime games because ESPN eats that shit up. Honestly, what scares me is if is Deion Sanders going to be the untouchable coach that that can't do no wrong. Like, if there's ever any kind of wrongdoings or accusations, will he be the untouchable one? Uh, well, I, that's why I say he's a pressure cooker. Hey, this at some point something's going to happen that's not supposed to happen. And I, cert- I certainly hope not because I think Dion he'll get overall away with, he'll is, get away is with good. He'll get away with more than what anybody yeah, else could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Which current top ten team is the most overrated? Oregon. Wow, okay. I'm not a believing Bo Nix. He's had a freaking eight years to do something. Ain't done shit, okay? Honest truth. Honest God truth. Eight years to do something. Ain't done shit. Listen, you're going to be surprised. It's Georgia. <laughs> yes, I said it. Number one Georgia is overrated. They've shown me absolutely nothing to convince me that they're the best team in the country. 
I, I put them in at about number five. You know, they beat South Carolina by 10 points uh, just just last week. Tennessee's favored by 11 and a half. So what does that say about Georgia? Uh, you know, they might blow out Auburn. I may change my mind. But right now, Georgia showed me absolutely nothing that tells me that they're better than than Ohio State. They've shown me nothing to tell me that they're better than, than Michigan. They're certainly not better than Penn State. I don't think they're better than Florida State. Uh, they've shown me nothing yet. So, Georgia, if you want to be the number one team in the country, prove it this week by blowing Auburn off the field. Well, I'll tell you with Georgia, uh, they're going to have the chance to show much what they do have coming up because they got Auburn, Hugh Freeze. I mean, respectable team, but then they got Kentucky, which Kentucky's 4-0, but – you know, things may happen this week, and I don't know. It's going to be a good game with them versus Florida. Vanderbilt, then they got Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, us, Georgia Tech. Weak-ass schedule. What can Georgia, Georgia – like, they they can pretty much just – They can ride it out. They can ride it out. You said a few minutes ago, Washington would beat Georgia right now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Washington's quarterbacks are f- – one hey, YouTube, this team, one YouTube. Georgia is last in sacks in the SEC. Yeah, and they're supposed to have that great defense. Every team they've played at halftime, it's tied or yeah. they're losing. It's been close. They've shown me absolutely they, they, they nothing. They do make good second half adjustments. Mm-hmm. Man, I, they they have the athletes that, that just pull away in the second uh, half. Exactly. Yeah, they they go and they they you know their offensive coordinator leaves or whatever, and they hire the offensive coordinator that. Never could get it done mm-hmm. with, with Mark Rick. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So, Just bring Mark Rick back to coach yeah. the offense. You know, but this is the duel, and we know how Oregon is. Oregon always gets that one loss or two. They, Oregon's got Oregon yeah. State still to play, and Oregon State always plays Oregon and always either screws them or comes close to doing it. Yeah, but and plus, like I said, I mean, Bo Nix, he's had eight years. But, he's like, like if Bo Nix, if he goes NFL draft next year. He, will he be the oldest player drafted in the history of the NFL? How old is but but he? Oregon's not ranked number one. Oregon's ranked number nine, and they beat the almighty Colorado this week. <laughs> they, okay, they beat what? What the hell they beat? Nothing. Oh, Colorado beat TCU. Yeah, TCU team that lost like every freaking player from the year before. Don't say, Colorado beat Colorado State, man. Get it right. They stormed the field. Oh, yeah, they badly beat Colorado State two overtimes. They beat TCU. They, uh, man. They lost like seventeen out of twenty-two starters, and then yeah. Nebraska—they've not been shit in a decade. So, all right. Question four: How crucial is this South Carolina game for Tennessee Saturday? Very crucial. That season's on line in a way. Like a bowl six game is on the line with this. Like the SEC, like we're still in it for the SEC. Go the SEC championship. hundred percent. We we lose this game. Well, the SEC championship. We lose this game, we're pretty much out of a New Year's Six Bowl. So, listen, this game is absolutely everything to Tennessee. And if any of these players are listening to this podcast, and someone may check us out, guys, you got to give it everything you got for that entire game. We're on you YouTube know, now, ain't we? We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're no, on we, Twitter. We're we're, we're everywhere. We ain't on Facebook no more. No, so I, I'll, we'll, I'll tell we'll, the players, give them fucking hell. We'll be back on Facebook, but this game is everything. You know. We, if we go down there at Neyland Stadium this Saturday night and, and lose to South Carolina, we're 2-2 two and two headed into the bye week. And then we got to come back and play Texas A&M. Then we got to play Alabama. Then we got to play Kentucky. You know, we could quickly go from 2-2 two and two to 2-5 two and five very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. This game is everything. 
So bring it for 60 minutes. That's players, that's fans, that's the media, that's Bob Kessling, that's Juan Ward, that's whoever. Bring your A game to Neyland Stadium this Saturday night because this game is our season right here, right now. I'm fired up, Luke. I'm ready to oh, go. It's it's everything, man. When we we, we kind of said this about Florida in a way too. Um, this is bigger than Florida at this point. This uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean this is bigger than this, the Florida loss makes this game that much bigger. Kneeling at night, we're wearing dark mode jerseys. Can't lose in them. Man. We, we can't lose in them. Can't lose them. Gosh, I'm ready to go. Is it Saturday yet? Now I'm fired up. <laughs> Number five. What is the most overrated sport today? Oh, my goodness. Most overrated <laughs> sport in general. It's the NBA. NBA? The, the NBA, professional basketball, is the most overrated sport right now. It, it's boring, especially the regular season. The eh, NBA is not boring. The NBA is boring. You, you throw the ball around, you shoot up a three-pointer. Nobody plays defense. They, they play music through the arena during the play because their fans aren't interested in watching the game. It, it, it's boring to watch on TV. Uh, you know, their, their athletes are incredible. They can shoot the ball from anywhere, but... It's just a boring product to watch. It's the Olympics. Olympics. The Olympics. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about the Olympics. I can't even talk about the Olympics. I don't know a damn <laughs> thing about the Olympics. <laughs> it's soccer. Soccer? Yeah, soccer. I mean, I know it's the number one sport worldwide, but, like, it has no interest in me. And, like, anybody lives around here in, like, Tennessee, like, I know we got, like, a Nashville soccer team or whatever. It might be fun to go to, but I, I turned on my TV and I'm like, they just run up and down the field and they're kicking the ball back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, what, what the hell am I watching right here? Like, kick it in the damn goal, do something. Like, I, that's why I like lacrosse. Lacrosse has a goal. They got a little stick. They beat the hell out of each other with that stick and then they freaking throw it in the ball goal and they have like 16 to 20 at this final score. We just don't know enough about soccer to really get into it, but I would love to go see one of their games because it just seems like a drunken party. So as far as watching them. Yeah, Corbin Fair. <laughs> yeah, Corbin, you probably love soccer, man. They drink all kinds of beer there. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Ole, 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 ole. Is it like, ole. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I'll, if it's drunk, don't, don't give me something. Hey, let's go, to let's go to the national soccer game. You want to? I'll go to the national Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. We're going to change your mind. Hey, some of them tickets are high for yeah, some of the games. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, uh, the stadium looks nice. It looks very nice. It does, and I'm. I'm glad that Nashville's got a soccer team. It's, it's pretty cool. Catch me find some soccer t- some soccer fan from like C- Seattle or whatever the hell whoever the hell Nashville's playing. They take it seriously in Nashville. We'll say that. Man, we still got it's pe- everywhere. We still got people trying their best to listen to this on YouTube. I appreciate it. Yeah, very, thank you guys very much. Miranda oh, earlier says the audio isn't working for her. So I'm, well, at least you got video. <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently other people hear us though. Landon says hogs need to beat the shit out of Texas A and M. I hope they do. I really. I do. think they will. Texas A and M's without their quarterback. Without their quarterback, they, they do have a good backup. I can't remember where he come from. Hey, uh, without the quarterback for the season, he's out for the season. Yeah, he's out for the season. He's he's nowhere near uh, you know as athletic and stuff. But you know, I, I'm I'm pulling for the hogs, man. Because uh, I mean. Uh, Arkansas is a team I usually pull for in, in the West. So. And one one more point on a question you asked just a minute ago about how crucial is this game for Tennessee. You know, we lose this game. It's a bye week next week. Mm, you talk it. about pressure mounting. You'll hear, uh, it's you'll hear going, it here for two weeks. Yeah, we will hear it for two long weeks heading to Texas A&M. What does a 
What does a Tennessee win and a Texas A and M win do for the for the game though? Uh, Our next game. It, it makes it that much bigger. I mean, you think you we know? get the get the night slot or? I think we may end up with a three thirty slot. Thirty slot. I yep. want the, I want I want three thirty or not. But man, I love kneeling at night. You know, I can't get enough. Kneeling you know, at night. if Tennessee could get a victory this week and a victory against Texas A and M, there's a good chance college game days in Alabama for us. It's CB- oh, I think so. I think that's gonna. I yeah. think that's gonna happen. Is CBS still doing a three thirty slot for SEC this late in the season? There, it's a mix, mix. I reckon. Yeah. There, it's a fifty fifty between us and Big Ten or that's, whoever it is. Check Facebook. Someone will ask thirty two times what channel <laughs> the game's on. Like, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I got you, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started. All right, so um, Kimberly says she agrees about Georgia with Spur. Thank you for trying to listen through all these. Uh, the lag and and all that that's going on. Thank you, Kimberly. You always support us in good ways. Absolutely. Thank you for listening, Kimberly. So, I've got a tie on the first question because I mean, I don't know. Y'all kind of answered. Well, it's the same. I mean, there's only one answer to that. I like Spurs' answer um, about the Dion in Colorado. Um, I like Corbin's on the top ten now. I love the Georgia. I just have to – I'm going to have to believe it to see it being not in the top ten. But, Corbin, I like his answer. You didn't say not top ten. You said who's the most oh, overrated. Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oregon's at nine. That's what he should be. That's yeah, true. But, but Oregon does always lose, like Corbin said. He, they do always lose the when they shouldn't. And Bo Nix has had eight years to do something. <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be a Heisman. This year they got him go. You see, the, if you saw the Heisman campaign, And remember, Kimberly for, agreed with me. Have you saw the Heisman campaign Oregon has going for Bo Nix this year? Trying to get him a Heisman. I've not seen it. Like, what in the hell? Come on, really? Yeah, I've not seen it. Um, and then uh, I like I like, um, I like like Spur on the South Carolina game, how crucial that is for Tennessee. Uh, just the points you made, I like that. And then the enthusiasm – but uh, I think Corbin is right on the um, – You like soccer. I think Corbin's right on the soccer. Uh, I'm not a big NBA guy, but, uh, I mean, I, I do watch it. They do play hard in playoffs. Especially playoffs. That's whenever I start getting into it. So I'm just going to give this to- just based off I love what you. I said. I sp- love you so much, Luke. What I said the spread was going to be on You're start You're the bench, man with the plan. On start bench cut. And Spur got closest on the spread, so that's what I'm going to go with. Is so Spur gets the, I I, take the belt. <laughs> that was tough, man. It, I'm going to take the belt to Neyland Stadium. With a <laughs> dark mode, tough. here we come. That's the only way I know to do it because I actually put y'all both for a tie for two of them. Kimberly voted for me. Thank you, Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly, <laughs> Kimberly did come through, but uh, yeah, that was tough to, to do. Um, so You're coming home, baby. Tennessee versus South Carolina this Saturday. Um, huge SEC East matchup with a lot on the line. It will be a night game, 7.30 kickoff in our house, our sacred ground, Neyland Stadium. Uh, the game will be televised on SEC Network, or you can listen to the game uh, with the Vol Network. Dark mode uniforms will be activated. God, they're going to be so nice. Uh, man, I love them. We'll be honoring many championship teams, but the 1998 National Championship football team will be honored that night as well. Um, Neyland will be on fire Saturday night. 
With that being said, let's get to the keys of the game versus South Carolina. Let's start on offense. Offensive line needs to show up. We need to complete all our passes, best to ability. If Milton gets in pressure, he needs to perform because it's going to happen. Also, run that damn ball down the throat. Consistency. Play four quarters, accurate throws, protect our quarterback, yards after contact, score, 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 and score some more and do not lit up. And honestly, if South Carolina was to be like score first on us. Mm-hmm. Don't panic. Do not, yeah, do not panic. Do not let that affect you. Go out there the next play, the next drive, and be like, all right, we're here. Let's do this. We have to win the trenches, man. This is what this is where it's going to come. And a lot of games come down to this. We have to establish a great run game. Uh, we have to unleash our three-headed monster at running back with Wright, Small, and Sampson. Like I've said for the third time now, each of them need to have 10 to 12 carries apiece, in my opinion. They, they're all better at different things. In my opinion, they're the best running back group in the country. Um, if we do them two things, Joe will pick this secondary apart. Uh, they're mediocre. They're 126th in the country for passing defense. There's 133 teams. So that's not good. This, this is uh, Joe's but, opportunity to, to break out. This, uh, this is it. This is his chance. Start fast. Keep putting on more steam. We can't take a quarter off or a half off like we've been doing the last four games. We have to be aggressive in play calling. Just all gas, no breaks. 100%. Um, defense. Uh, Spencer Vatler. Put him in situations. Make him uh, make plays. Make him mess up plays. And do not let South Carolina get that run game going. You had to contain Spencer Rattler in the pocket. Uh, you can't allow him to make those incredible plays that he's known for. Uh, we can't have any breakdowns in the secondary. We had to tackle immediately. And most importantly, get off the field on third down. Yeah, last year we had them a lot of third longs, and uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina was eight for eight out of eleven on third down last year. Um, defensive line, they have to get after Rattler's ass. Uh, South Carolina is the eighth best passing offense in the country right now. I believe it. So, so they're very good, but they're running offense. They're right there at 126 out of 133 as well. So they're not going to have a good run game. We need to just throw four in the box and just throw it. Tempt them to run it. Yep. I mean, until they, until tempt they prove they can. to run it. I think our four is good enough to stop it. And then, uh, but I think we got to get after we got to get after Rattler. Uh, the secondary, we can't we we can't get Rattler going. We can't let him get hot. We need to get in his head, get the crowd into it, man. Uh, and and like you said, we we've got to get off the field in third down. Any other side notes? The crowd is going to be extremely loud. We had to make not only South Carolina believe that they're in trouble, we had to make our players believe that we believe in them. Uh, and we got to be in it the entire game. The, the crowd's a factor in this game, there's no doubt. Crowd's worth five points. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easily. Uh, Beamer loves fakes. Uh, have to watch for fake punts, fake yeah. field goals, uh, onside kicks. 
Like I said, play four quarters. Bieber, Bieber said something this morning about looking forward to playing in Neyland Stadium. Yeah. He, so he, we he, we need to make him not look forward to ever being in Neyland Stadium again. Yeah, I was very I was very shocked that he decided to come on an Oxford radio station this morning. Yeah. Uh, but he he likes the spotlight. That's one thing about him. Yeah. I, I mean, right now Tennessee is twelfth in SEC passing out of fourteen teams. That's horrible for for a Josh Heupel offense, yeah. especially when you look at the competition we played. Tennessee is last when in passes over twenty yards. So we've, I mean, our passing it's game. Gotta get better. We've got we're we're facing. The 126 <laughs> defense in the country. If we can't throw the ball on South Carolina, then Joe Milton can't throw the ball on anybody. And I mean, I'm, I'm not is. a Joe hater, but that's 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 it's it's this week or, or never. I, it's this week or it's never. I hate to say that because I love Joe. He must perform this week. Hundred percent. I, I didn't mention this earlier. Want to mention it now, Byron? We've we've complimented a lot of the last year's players that got drafted. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Hyatt, a lot about mm-hmm. uh, Hooker, Tillman, uh, Darnell Wright. We talked about um, Carvin last week. But Byron Young, two sacks, six QB hurries. He's leading all rookies right now on defense. So, let me just give Byron Young a huge shout-out. Great story. Um, and that really shouldn't be a surprise. A couple, couple years ago, yeah. he was uh, he was working at Dollar General. Yeah. And then he, he'd seen a flyer. And uh, come to play football, man. So what a great that'd be a good thirty for thirty. Yeah, he he des- he deserves it for sure. Um, go for it, go for an All ACC Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Landon on on YouTube says Vols are probably going to beat South Carolina forty two to twenty eight. I'd be good with that. I would too. Uh, he says Arkansas will win 35-28 against Texas A and I, I hope so. I'd be good with that too. I hope so. Yeah, so that's realistic scores for both for uh, both teams, honestly. Because I think it takes forty points to beat South Carolina. Uh, I, I love Sam Pittman too. Uh, he made some really good remarks, I thought, too, this week about just players and what all they go through yeah. and their mental health and that stuff too. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely agree with you, Landon. Uh, Jerry Gibson on YouTube says uh, definitely pulling for uh, for Arkansas Saturday, Landon. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Kimberly says you're welcome. I really do agree with you, Spur. And Landon uh, says he's very accurate with the picks that he makes. So I hope you're right. I hope you're right, man. Yep. We're not going to hit any commercials. We're just going to get through this. We've had a bunch of issues tonight with Wi-Fi. Have we ever? Um, I'm gonna. We're gonna go ahead and get into Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. Presented by C and D Tire in Oak Ridge. Uh, basically, I'm just going to pick five crazy stories, and then they're going to guess which state this happened in based off the headline. Number one, man arrested for calling 911 when strip club wouldn't let his cat in. I don't man blame him. Ar- man arrested for calling 911. Wait, wait, his cat or his kitty? His, uh, <laughs> an, an actual cat. <laughs> A man arrested for calling 911 when strip club wouldn't let his cat in. <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. Let's go with Florida. You Googling over there? No, I'm not Googling. All right. Yeah, that's happening. Trying Florida. to follow our comments. <laughs> we ain't got any. The bouncers would not let this man bring a cat into their strip club. 
The man became very upset and called 911. He was told that uh, this was not the proper use of the 911 emergency system. So the man called back and complained more and then was arrested. His cat also spent the night with animal control. <laughs> cat was in the slammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Locking the cat up. Number two, man arrested for cussing the police in sign language. Man arrested for cussing the police in sign language. Well, we all know Alabama can't read sign language. <laughs> we all know Georgia poly- Georgia can't read sign language. Wait, 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 wait. Like, well, he's California how he sign languages, probably. This, so this this has got to be other. This yeah, I'm going other as well. Denver, Colorado. Uh, the incident happened when police escorted a guy named Gill. I can't pronounce his last <laughs> name, to a hotel where he'd been staying. Though the officers initially had no idea what Gill had said to them, a worker translated Gill's comments detailing the explicit language that was said to them. While the officers knew that Gill was deeply upset, it wasn't until the translation that they understood how angry he was they decided to charge him despite the fact he never made a sound. Uh, Gill later pled guilty to disturbing the peace. Uh, no comment. <laughs> I know. That's you can say whatever you want to the police. I'm sorry. It's freedom of freedom of speech. Especially when they had no idea. Like you just had some yeah. random person like, oh, he's cussing you. I mean, who knows if they <laughs> even knew sign language. I'd get a better attorney, Mr. Gill. Yeah. Uh, number three. 12-year-old arrested for spraying perfume in class. 12-year-old arrested for spraying perfume in class. North Korea. Yeah, I mean, good grief. Do we, China, North Korea, do we, do we third really? world country, somewhere like that. This, this happened in Alabama. Austin, Texas. 12-year-old Sarah Bustamains was arrested for Bust a move. Yeah, for spraying perfume on herself during a lesson at school. The teacher felt that the move was disrupted to the rest of the class despite the fact that Sarah had applied the perfume because she was being bullied by other students who were teasing her saying that she smelled. The teacher felt that it was only uh the only move she had, and Sarah was uh, acting inappropriately, uh, and the bully—I guess the bullying was fine. <laughs> what does she get charged with if she's arrested? What can you charge her with? I have no idea. I, I, I need to look more more into this one. Is that on Code Blue, Blue Cam on YouTube? <laughs> I, I mean, no, this, this was just uh, from. You the can't be arrested for not committing a crime. I mean, this 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 is America, people. I've this got, is America. I've, I've got a lot of. Uh, Hey, I went to jail one time for an arrest, and, it, and I went to court, and it wasn't even a, a crime, and I saved six hours in jail still. <laughs> you should have owned that courthouse. And uh, Until Mama got a hold of them. And I got out, and not, and I got out, even being told that it was not even a law what I got arrested for. So it happens to the best of us. All right, last one: eighty-eight-year-old woman arrested for not giving back. Her neighbor's football. 88-year-old woman arrested for not giving back her neighbor's football. 
I mean, How roll, old? roll tide. 88-year-old woman. <laughs> Probably Georgia. They're, about, they're ignorant down there. I said Alabama. You said roll tide. This happened in Ohio. Eighty-eight-year-old uh, Ed, gum granny Edna Jester refused to Edna. give back her neighbor's football when it ended up on her property. She was irate over yet another instance when a ball was found in her yard. Her neighbor Paul Tanis, who owned the ball, called the police. The officers arrested the old lady when she maintained that she would not hand over the football, which led to charges of petty theft. <laughs> No comment. Hell it's in her yard. It's hers. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I guess that's true. But yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. I guess I've got I've got some some good ones lined up. But that was Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, presented by C and D Tire in Oak Ridge. Thank you for letting us do this fun segment. I guess I'll hit a um, let's hit a C and D Tire commercial real quick, and we're going to be back with our predictions. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating, and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got our predictions, our week five predictions. Before we get to them, though, it's uh, it's my honor, my duty to to draw out of the cup of uh, misfortune. Uh, we all finished six and f- six and four. Besides Corbin, uh, he went seven and three. What's my record in the season? I have to go back. No, I, ain't I got sixteen losses and nine, eight of them, and nine of them was caught. A high you want to shake ball, this so. before I? Yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to do the honors this time. I'm drawing out of this cup enough. Do I get to draw out of it again, or do I not I, pay twenty five dollars? I picked the. Uh, it's it's up to you. Want to put another paper in there though? If well, you, I'm gonna draw one out. Uh, you just draw the one on top. I know, I'm just trying to. You get know what all these are. You you wrote them. Damn it! I drew one too. Mm. I don't think I see that or not. Be a door, be a door greeter <laughs> at McDonald's. I'm gonna be there for that one. <laughs> for thirty minutes. Damn, why'd I put thirty minutes on there? I'll do it. And Walk we- backwards in the store and check out with something. <laughs> That could happen. You gotta walk backwards the whole time you're in the store. The whole time I'm in the store, <laughs> even in the cash register. I can do it. All right. Can I wear my clothes backwards as well? well you got you got to check out backwards too. Like we'll try to do these the same. We'll just knock yeah. them out the same day. Yeah, that's cool. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we will record it all too. Oh, we're yeah. gonna record it. We're gonna have a whole day of mischief. 
be a door greeter in McDonald's for 30 minutes. We're going to have to go to a good neighborhood. <laughs> Man, I, I in Missouri, in your overalls. <laughs> that would be funny. Gosh, being a door greeter, I open a door for somebody not too long ago with, you know, a, with a face mask on. You know, usually. I'm going to ask for tips. Usually there's a McDonald's connected to the Walmart. So as I'm parking cars, he can greet doors. I ain't been to McDonald's and a Walmart in 20 years. Near a Walmart. Near a Walmart. Near a Walmart. I thought it said in a Walmart. No, near a Walmart. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when McDonald's used to be in Walmart because that's where I go eat. All right, so now let's do our predictions. Uh, and we'll do our giveaway. Uh, our Well, it'll be, I guess we'll just explain it, then whoever gets to watch. We'll post it on Facebook. Um, our record so far, Spire is 30 and 22. Corbin is... Uh, 16 and 36. Uh, you know, he's 36 and 16. Spanky is 32 and 20. And uh, I'm 31 and 21. Uh, Spur had the p- score prediction that was uh, closest to the final score. So that's how I got drawed this week. All right. So you didn't get a bad one, though. You got a fun one. Oh, be fun. I was, ho- yeah, I was hoping not to get that cereal one. <laughs> that's that's. I'd be trying to host this, ain't a big old bowl. That's for Spanky. Whole, whole bag of that's reserved for Spanky. Make him do like mini weights where he's got to use yeah. the bathroom real bad afterwards. I don't see what's so bad about a bowl of cereal. The whole box, uh, a whole box. I said eat a whole box watching TV. Oh yeah, like, give me some fruity pebbles, man. Take them right. Yeah. Knock those out. All right, game one, South Carolina at Tennessee. Got Tennessee winning. Tennessee. Banky has Tennessee. The Vol Daddy also has Tennessee. Game two, LSU at Ole Miss. Gosh, I went back and forth on this one. I've wrote, wrote them both down three times. I can't make up my mind. So I almost flipped a coin. I'm giving Ole Miss the edge at home. I didn't even Ole think tw- I didn't even think twice about it. LSU. Spanky has LSU. And the Vol Daddy also has LSU, but uh, I, here comes that cup again. <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I am pulling for for Ole Miss though. Um, game three, this one's tough. Florida at Kentucky. Boy, it is tough. Uh, there's some tough games this week. For some reason, Kentucky seems to be Florida's kryptonite. Yeah. So I'm going with Kentucky at home to beat Florida. Kentucky goes to five and zero on the season. They stay right there in the SEC East. Surprisingly enough, but Kentucky. Spanky has his Florida Gators. Um, he's picking Florida Gators, and I am going to go with Kentucky as well. I actually put Kentucky, but put a question mark because I didn't know if I'd change it last minute. Uh, game four, Georgia at Auburn. Even though I said that they were overrated, I still think Georgia is better than Auburn. Georgia. That's a Georgia from Spanky, and that's a Georgia from the Valdati as well. I I, I hope Auburn pulls hard, it off. Hard to pick against Georgia. It it is, and I don't know we was talked a little bit earlier in, in you know in the season and stuff that that this might be one of them games that sneaks up on on Georgia. Mm-hmm. It could happen. It Auburn. is on the road, so the it's, road. it's going to be a hostile environment. It's. Or Eagle. I would love it. Pull, I would too. Pull, yeah, it is it is a true test for a true test for Georgia. Oh, it's be, yeah. yeah. It, it, Away be, game. Yeah, it will be loud. Had Auburn won last week against Texas A&M, mm-hmm. uh, that'd have been a pretty big game. 
Game five, another tough one, Notre Dame at Duke. I got Notre Dame. I think uh, after the loss versus Ohio State's going to light a fire under the ass, and Notre Dame's going to come out and uh, take care of Duke. Uh, I, I still don't think Duke is the football team everybody thinks they are. They got lucky a couple times, and it's just not going to happen. It's just going to be – I know. It's just going to be Duke football for you this weekend. I really want Duke to win this I game. Too bad, bad. I really want Duke to win this game. I don't think Duke wins this football game, but I really want them to. Uh, I had to go with Notre Dame. Spanky has Notre Dame, and I also have Notre Dame. Of course. So we're going to have to hope for some NFL. Uh, it's coming right here, some probably. Some picks right here to uh, – to, Diversify us a little bit. Uh, game six, Dolphins at Bills. Game of the week. It's a great game. Dolphins win it. Miami play best team in the league right now. Them and the 49ers. Right now, if you ask me, Super Bowl, Miami, San Francisco. But the Bills, they, they lost the first game of the season to start out. But the last two weeks, Josh Allen has been playing Josh Allen football and that whole mm-hmm. Buffalo. But Gib Davis has been playing like a freaking man. Mm-hmm. And that Buffalo defense has been pretty stout, too. But Miami comes out, wins. Until somebody beats Miami, I had to pick Miami. Uh, I will say this, and this is going to surprise you probably, Corbin. Take the under in this game. I don't, I don't, I don't see a 75-point game coming. I, I think that, that it's going to be a struggle. Um, no, no, it's going to be a close game. I don't yeah. expect – like that set that – that was Denver they was playing. I mean, yep. Denver's got so many problems going on. Like, yeah, 70 to – what was it, 70 to 20? Yeah. Uh, Denver's got a lot of problems going on. Russell Wilson, I will say, is the problem in Denver. A lot of people don't want to admit it, but the people that does admit it has some common sense. Spanky has the Dolphins. I'm going to roll with the Bills. I, I don't blame you. I, I, th- I, think, I think it's a good pick, Luke. I think it is at Buffalo. I yeah. think it's at Buffalo. I wish it was cold. Mm-hmm. I, I would really mess up a Miami team. But uh, I kind of believe in the Bills' defense. and I, I'm, uh, It's a great game. You can see I've marked – I put the Bills first, I marked it out, then I put the Dolphins, and I went back to the Bills. So I've been all over the place. I'm going my original pick. I'm going with the Bills. Game seven, Ravens at Browns. This is this is another one. I've went back and forth on this game. This one's tough. Numerous times. And I'm taking the Browns because I think that they have the absolute best defense in the NFL. <laughs> That's funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's so funny about that. They do have good defense, but yeah, uh, the I, I do. I think the, the, right now the bounds is just so up and down. Like they either they're either going to win or they're going to lose, and they've pretty much done that so far this year. The Ravens had tough loss last week against Indianapolis. I'm gonna give you a stat in a minute. Stat you're gonna be surprised of. Make him pick first. Yeah, the Ravens gonna win the game. All right, Lamar Jackson's gonna bring it. Now, what's your stat? For the I might need to make Luke Cleveland pick Browns defense over here. Uh, Spanky picked the Browns. The Vol Daddy also picked the Browns. I think that defensive front is going to give Lamar Jackson. Cleveland has played problems. three games, three NFL games. They've allowed less than 500 yards total through three games. That, that, 
They are nasty. On the, they're, they're front, their front seven is nasty. And I think Lamar Jackson's going to be running for his life the entire mm-hmm. game. Game eight, Bengals, your, uh, your beautiful Titans. And, you know, I went back and forth on this game because I think the Titans' defense is just good enough they to can. get to Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow's not 100%. They can, but however, what are you going to see? However, I don't think Tennessee can score enough points to 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 keep up with, with Cincinnati. So, I like Cincinnati to to win here, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans Mike Bravel and, and win this game. But I'm going with Cincinnati. Titans losing. Uh, Cincinnati Joe Burrow he come out Monday and he played like he played his best game of the season so far. Yeah, he looked good. Really good. To to be as hurt as he was with a calf injury, looked very good. They protected him very well. They, and they're going to protect him very well again here versus Titans, and it won't be hard. Bengals, Bengals going to win by seventeen. Spanky has the Bengals. I also have. The Bengals. Oh, yeah. I wanted to pick the Titans, but I did too. I, I hope the Titans pull it off. I can't do it, man. Too Titans' offensive line just too 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 inconsistent and bad. Like terrible, terrible offensive Titans, line. Titans secondary is not the best. The little beat Titans, up. Little beat up. Um, Titans defensive front is pretty solid, and they're going to give Joe Burrow some problems. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I still think Cincinnati wins that division when it's all said and done. Who, who wins what division? Cincinnati. Oh, the, their division. Oh, their division. They, they might be one and two right now, but oh, yeah, I still think they win yeah. their division. Titans division is going to be tough because <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, Cofield's going to win that division. I mean, is Lawrence hurt? No, yeah. no, no. Just Jack, Jacksonville's just not the team well, everybody I, thought they was going to be. Well, I got. I, I think they. Will, I think they'll get it together though. But I, I got a notification on fantasy, but I I didn't read it. Uh, but it said something about Trevor Lawrence, so oh. I figured he hurt. Um, I am I am leading the fantasy at Vols State Fantasy, by the way. Game nine. I am not. <laughs> I'm I'm doing good. I don't know where I'm at, but I know I'm doing good. Uh, Falcons at Jets. Take the Falcons. Uh, the Jets are just a dump dumpster fire. Down last week, I know that. <laughs> Jets are dumpster fire at the moment. That whole team is just. Yeah. They're looking for a quarterback at the at the moment. They're. Fi- is it at New York? It's it at New, it's at New York. The f- J E T S. Did you hear the uh, fans booing? Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a train wreck, and well, there uh, was fans booing Haddon and Joe. Yeah, I mean fans fans are awful sometimes. I mean, so it, love them. Bell's a little bit more, but you're doing with, like college kids. Come on now. Waiters yeah. look good for the Falcons. I do take the Falcons to win the game. And Spanky picked the Falcons, and the Vol Daddy also picked the Falcons. Commanders at Eagle, the Eagles, the final game. Both teams, both teams undefeated. No, Commanders yeah, lost. Commanders point. got beat. Oh, did they get yeah, beat? That's why I'm taking the Eagles. I thought the Commanders undefeated. Shouldn't have told him that. We're trying to. We're no, trying I'm taking the Eagles regardless. We're trying, to, <laughs> we're trying to put Corbin down. He's, he's yeah. up too high right now. So, Corbin's got Eagles. You said Eagles too, Spur? I did. So did Spanky, and so did the Vol Daddy. You know, so, with these uh, NFL games, I will say, in college games, I try not to put any Thursday games or Monday games on here. It's all weekend games. Oh, that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. So, game two is going to be a difference maker, LSU at Ole Miss. Um, I guess game three, we've got a difference there between Florida and Kentucky. 
Um, let's see here. Game six. Game six. We've got a difference. I'm the only one there with the Bills. Let's see. We've got one difference in game seven. Yep. Corbin picked the Ravens. Other than that, we are uh, a wash. We're a wash. So let's do the total number of points scored. Tennessee oh, yeah. versus South Carolina. 45. 45 for Corbin. I'm going to go with 58. 58 from Spur. Not that it matters. I ain't going to lose, so. We'll see. I don't, I don't, I don't like your, uh, let's see, which pick was that? The Ravens pick? Yeah, the Ravens pick. Oh, that's so, a great pick. We'll see. Other than, I mean. You're saving Lamar Jackson comes out and runs all over them Browns. And if I if I would have went Dolphins, too, I'd probably be a lot more secure. But I'm keeping it. Um, I I think I've got Spanky's on my phone. I'll have to look and see what his is. Uh, I'm going to go with 62. Actually, what I had wrote down first. I'm gonna go with like a 48-14 score. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and so I always give two just in case somebody matches me. I'll give you my official prediction for Tennessee South Carolina. If you want to hear it, yeah, let's hear it. I think Tennessee wins 38-28. 38-28. Like it as long as we win. But I want I want to win good. Um, let's see here. We'll hit some comments real quick before we we cut out here. Kimberly's uh, sending laughing emojis, so she's probably laughing about our our picks. I think she or our our cup of misfortune. She likes seeing us suffer. I think. Um, Landon says, "What days do you all do a live podcast?" And the time they start. So far, it's been every Wednesday, eight uh, o'clock every Wednesday, eight o'clock ish. Um, sometimes we're a little bit late, but we we try to be between. Eight and eight fifteen or something like that usually. Yeah, depending on how our Wi-Fi is working, which we hope get, to get that fixed. Yeah, we live in a very rural area, and uh, we're about to get this. We can be moving the podcast to my man cave if we don't get this better straightened up. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for Highland because I'm we're about to get on him hard tomorrow. <laughs> I'm I'm over it. Three weeks in a row, it's it's done us dirty like this, um, but. We've thought about going to two lives. It's just it's hard with our schedules to to get us all together. But we might be able to start start doing it eventually. Um, but thank you all for listening. Whether it's live or after we publish our live, probably more than likely after we publish this one. Uh, we love to hear from you. We're growing fast on all of our accounts, so please follow us on every uh, social media platform that we have. Um, we don't do much on Instagram, but we we do have one. Um, but We'll try to go maybe, I don't know, we keep saying it, but I don't know. We might, we might try to go live. we got a night game. We might be able to go live. We need to go live. Luke. Saturday. Yeah. I'll, I'll, def, I'll definitely be live on my personal account. Uh, I always try to do the ball walk or just kind of the. I watched the beginning of the game on your live feed. Yeah. Just past <laughs> yeah it's, it's People love it, so I do try to do that. But we'll try to go live and just kind of. Shoot the crap or something a little bit before the game, maybe, or something. Maybe we can get Al Wilson to do an interview with us live. Oh, man. Don't, don't get me all fired up. <laughs> and also, uh, I'll, do it. this weekend, I'll be at Talladega for NASCAR, and we're going to be having uh, three NASCAR drivers on a uh, live show. Me and Tommy's going to be doing for the Morgan County Today, so check that out, too. Check out Morgan County Today. All right. Thank you all for